7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, uh, the one and only Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello, Rain. Hello, Rain. <laughs> Uh oh. Hopefully Uh-oh. we didn't lose her on Hello? the Skype. There you are. There you are. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. We got you. I feel like I'm back on the beach. Oh. Where okay. I didn't have any. <laughs> I spent the most amazing weekend doing nothing. That is awesome. Yes. That's very good. I, I, it was so goddamn hot here. Um, I barely did anything, but then all of a sudden. All day yesterday and half the day today, it was nothing but blankets of gray clouds, and it cooled things down, and it's so amazing right now. And this weekend is going to be incredible for our uh, family reunion that we have this weekend down in Canton. Um, oh, and nice. I'll see Cousin Curtis. I'll see Destroyer Kurt. So, um, nice. so that's very exciting. And, of course, joining us out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, the one and only Joe Santorsa. Who has some some righteous anger this week? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, everybody, check out Joe's piece on the poorly written political blog. Uh, do you want to talk about that real quick, Joe? Just um, just to say, I'm really pissed. So pissed that I was writing today, <laughs> and um, yeah, I wrote a, a piece uh, about Democrats actually, um, who. There's a strain in the Democratic Party, and I, and you know that I've been saying all along that I think they should offer alternatives, real alternatives, bills. Yeah. Um, I said that the day after the first bill was pulled by the House. Uh, but I just keep hearing this strain, and that's great. That's great. That's what you have to do. But I keep hearing this strain that we have to reach out to these Trump voters. Zombies. And th- believe me. If that's the price of power, if that's the price of electoral victory, I say fuck it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to touch them. I don't either. I don't blame you. Because I, I don't know what they have, and I don't want to get it. Exactly. Exactly. And they I have, can't... They have chlamydia. Yeah. Yeah. Something well, that's what my line. piece was was about. And, and uh, basically, I think the Democrats have to remember that, yes, we have to have an economic message. Yes, we have to talk to the Rust Belt. Yes, we have to talk about the real problems with that, which is not foreign uh, uh, or our trade trade policies, but it's just the way the world is progressing. And um, but in doing so, we cannot forget what makes us liberal Democrats. Uh, To that, and that's our our, amen. Yeah, and that amen. 
That's our commitment to justice yeah. for everybody. Well, uh, coming up with us a little later on in the show, Bobber, your Bobber half, Rain, uh, will be here with us as well. So I'm sure he has some very interesting things to say about what's been going down this week. Well, yes, and I hope I hope we can talk a little bit more about Chuck Schumer and, and well, Chuck Schumer. I don't know if you guys talked about I listened a little bit last Friday. It was hard out there on the bay. Did I say I was on the Chesapeake Bay? That's am I right. gloating? Yes, I am. Right. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's okay. We forget. But I, um, I, I would like to talk more about what Joe wrote and and about what Chuck Schumer did, if if we can. If not, that's okay. Well, I kind of have. I, I wanted to start off with some Chuck Schumer tonight, and obviously we could go from there, um, because I, I want to start the discussion with um, where we are with healthcare. And um, it looks like uh, that we've we've opened up the uh, the floodgates for a debate to to gut the Affordable Care Act because Republicans know they can't pass a new bill until they've basically eviscerated President Obama's legacy because it covers too many people and you know they know that you know this is wildly unpopular when people have the facts about what the Affordable Care Act is and not the pejorative Obamacare, which, uh, of course, you know, I know President Obama said he liked that, but it really kind of screwed the bill, you know? So, uh, it's but, a law. Yeah. Well, it's yes. not a thing. I'm sorry, it's a, yes. It's a law. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said yeah, that. I'm agreeing with you. Don't apologize. I'm agreeing with you. Well, I, pr- I appreciate the correction, actually. Um, so let's listen, to, let's listen to this quick clip of Chuck Schumer from uh, today. Actually, saluting some GOPers, uh, I think there was a whopping one of them today, uh, Susan Collins, um, uh, who voted. And Lisa Murkowski. In- oh, Lisa Murkowski as well. Okay, okay. And then um, butthole um, Lego hair was uh, the uh, br- uh, uh, Pence. He he was the tiebreaker, right? Lego right. hair. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, love that. <laughs> So uh, here is a Schumer, so you know, saluting you know people who would would have dissent, but then also uh, lambasting uh, GOPers who support doing away with the Affordable Care Act because guess who it's going to hurt a lot? Their constituents. So here's uh, here's Chuck Schumer. And I would say to my colleagues, particularly those on the other side of the aisle, who have heartfeltly fought hard for not cutting Medicaid drastically, for keeping pre-existing conditions, for not doing tax cuts to the rich while you're cutting health care to the poor, don't go along with this motion to proceed because you know and I know what it will lead to. All the things you've been trying to avoid will emerge from that conference and you will hurt the people of your states dramatically. Sure will. Give him an amen for that, too. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Rain, since you you, uh, wanted to talk Chuck Schumer, why don't you go ahead and talk Chuck Schumer a little bit more? Well, it kind of goes down to what um, what, what Joe wrote. And uh, do we we put a link in the the chat room of it? Uh, It's, yeah, it's on on the... uh any media weekly website i could okay i'm gonna put i could, I could link it i did it oh, for you good. Honey. thank you is that too patronizing 
or matronizing. No, I love being padded. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that Schumer is right. He is right with everything he just said. And over the weekend, I mean, I guess, I guess that the, the Democrats said we're going to become more populist, and we have to, we have to message better. And then there was that whole brouhaha, I guess, where he sort of, without saying her name, slammed Hillary Clinton. Um, and it does go, it does go with, I think it goes with what you wrote, Joe. When we were driving home yesterday, we were listening to, I think it was NPR or whatever, and it dawned on me, and this is my theory, um, I think, I think that at this point, I don't know if they're going out there, excuse me, I am having an allergy attack, hold on, isn't that sexy? That's really good radio, right? No, it's fine. It oh, yeah, I like the best phlegm. Of us. Phlegm is great. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. In what I, when, I heard, when I heard Schumer saying that we need to reach out to people who aren't hearing our message, I am not 100% sure that he is talking about Trump voters. I think, and this is a theory, Joe, Ken, myself, Bob, everybody in the chat room, Adam, everybody who's got a show on India Media Weekly, everybody who has a progressive radio show, and everybody who listens to progressive radio, we marinate in this. We marinate in it. We know. Like, if you bring up Scaramucci, we know who he is. You bring up Jared Kushner, we know who he is. There are a lot of people who lean left and who say that they are Democrats out there who don't marinate in this. And I think, and I hope I'm right, but I think that when when he came out and said those things about how, you know, we need to have a more populist message, I'm thinking that they're trying to go after not just independents, but but actual Democrats who have been, they become disengaged from the process. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not activists. They don't listen to NPR. They don't, you know, they just go about their day. But there are people out there who are Democrats who aren't as engaged as people like everybody here listening to this show. And I'm hoping that that's the people that they're trying to get. I, I think that the Trump supporters, those hardcore zombie people, they're gone. We're never going to get oh, yeah. them. That's what, 25%? If that, if that. Sure. But there are people out there who don't do what we do. They don't pay attention the way we pay attention because they work. They have kids. They don't have time. And I've got friends like that personally who they sure, do come yeah. to me and they tell me even on Facebook and their friends in my neighborhood, they say, you're where I'm getting information from because I don't have time. I log on to Facebook at night and I, I've been actually told I go to see what Raina said for the day. And I think those are the people that I hope those are the people that the Dems are going to go after with this new, this new pop, this quote unquote populist I- agenda. So, yeah. that was my theory, Joe. Okay. Um, yeah, it doesn't not fit what I wrote. Um, th- I think, and, and you're right. Uh, you know, I, I don't go for throwing Hillary under the bus and all this crap. Forget it. 2016's be- be- behind us. Right. What bothers me. What bothers me is that our commitment to uh, collective bargaining, our commitment to uh, health care, 
our commitment to the rights of the LGBTQ community, our commitment to immigrants and and, and our our tradition of immigration, our commitment to Black Lives Matter, those things are the soul of the liberal Democratic Party. I keep hearing certain people like Representative Ryan who keep telling us that we have to put these things in on the back burner. Oh yeah. Because they're holding <laughs> oh. us back. Okay. Well, if that's holding us back, maybe we don't need to go forward. Um I'm going to say something a lot of people aren't going to like, but okay. Ryan is one of those people who I consider to be a Bernie bot. I don't even I don't even know about that. I I consider him He's the guy who went up against... Yes, he is. He is. And when I say Bernie Bond, I'm not talking about Bernie Sanders. Mm. Let me make that clear before everybody gets mad at me. But he is an opportunist. He is not. He is not the face of the Democratic Party. And I think he wants to be. He is He's a conservative Democrat pretending to be a populist progressive. I really do believe that. And I I honestly don't give that guy the time of day. I mean, I, I think that, you know, what, what Chuck Schumer said the other day was, it was not artfully said. And Chuck Schumer is not always the most artful orator. Yeah. Um, but I don't give him the time of day. I mean, <clears throat> he, he, he's the one, he's the one who actually try to make it sound like abortion should be a, should not be a part of our platform or, or we right. should we should we should allow um, pro-life Democrats mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I found that I found that disgusting um, I really did like I really did like what Nancy Pelosi said at the time she's like yeah they can be a part of the party but guess what we stand for women's rights and it reminded me of when we had what was his name was Bart Stupak. Does anybody remember Bart Stupak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was the one who who made sure that that the ACA didn't cover abortion. Mm-hmm. He got voted. Well, he was told, okay, we're going to give you that amendment, but you're out. He didn't run again after that. Right. So uh, you know, the, Congressman Ryan, he can. And of course, he's from Ohio. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not know. saying don't be angry about it. I, I just, I, I think that there's a faction in there. And when I say when I said Bernie bot, the reason why I said that is because I get very, very upset at people who claim to be Democrats, liberals, slash progressives. Who say that the party shouldn't be about identity politics. Right. And mm-hmm. everything about the Democratic Party is identity politics. That's well, what makes us Democrats. Yeah. Well, I and don't like the I don't like the phrase identity politics to begin with. This isn't identity politics, it's justice. No. Exactly. Yeah. It's goddamn justice. And if we're not gonna have that as as the soul of our party, if that's what we've sung to in this country. That to win elections and hold power in Washington, we have to we have to give give up protecting those that can't protect themselves. Then this country isn't worth saving. Well, period. Here, we never had the term identity <clears throat> politics until the past year, and that's something that irritates the hell out of me. Well, uh, uh, well, on what Tim Ryan said, our brand is worse than Trump is what he said. 
last Wednesday, right? Um, yeah, so so our brand is worse than Trump. Okay, whose fault is this? Is this the people who've donated to every to your campaign? Is, are these the people who organized events? Are these the people who handed over Cleveland to the R to the RNC? You know, uh, I mean, it would have been real nice. At the very least, maybe for Democrats to, I don't know, come to uh, Columbus, possibly, for the convention? You know, I mean, there's so many things, there's so many working parts here that made this brand so awful. There was the horrible lack of communication, and and then them laying down for for all of the, the stuff. Oh, well, Hillary stole the nomination from Bernie and then the the letting the emails just you know foment and and get out there and not like you know draw a line in the sand with the Russians that were hacking the DNC and everything and you know I mean where was the person coming out and saying you know what we, we're assigning a task force it might you know uh, but we're gonna get to the bottom of this because this is dangerous I mean where was the face of of where uh, you know our party? To come out strong, strongly in any you know in any kind of defensive you know posture. So I mean that that wasn't our fault. You know we showed up in mass to vote for a Democrat uh, for a Democrat for president. You know, right. I mean we yeah. gave, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. We're here, and this is where that's right. You know what? Honestly, this is where I will go back. This is where I feel like Debbie Wasserman Schultz wasn't strong enough, and I'm not even saying that. The I don't like the way she was attacked during the campaign. I don't. I think I I've was, said that here on the show. Yeah, I was um, angry about what was going on, and I did say she needed to go. Um, but uh, there was a lot more. There was a lot, lot more that I wasn't looking at. And again, it's because we didn't have. You know, our we, our brand sucked, and this is, and everybody was looking yes. for somebody to blame. And it's like, it, it, and blame can be laid across the you know the entire spectrum of the 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 figureheads of the party, not the little guys, not us. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, I just I want to get I want to get to this. This is where I felt like she wasn't strong enough, and I don't know if it was because she was so busy trying to defend herself, which she should have risen above it, but. <clears throat> we needed a really strong leader at the time. Having said that, that's water over the bridge. Where This is where we are now. And for somebody to sit there and say that our brand is as bad as Trump's, that I do not buy. I, no. I simply do not buy that because we still stand for the things that Joe talked about in his piece. Exactly. We still stand for those things. We just need to stand up and be louder about it. And, and like I said a few minutes ago, find those disillusioned people who still identify as Dems. Then we get, we get them back. We'll get independence. And we don't have to worry about those, those Trump people. Mm-hmm. We don't need them. No, not at all. No, I, and, hope, and, and, I hope that makes sense. It does, and I, I think I think we're I think people are getting hysterical, and of course, Ryan is just just trying to you know take advantage of what he sees as an opening. But let's look back at what happened in 2016. We didn't we didn't lose that election. We won that election. Yes. Okay. Period. Okay. What happened was we have a silly antiquated system that caused a minority uh, candidate to rise to power. 
he only did that by 72,000 votes across three states. Right. That's a razor-thin margin, and it's not enough to set your hair on fire. And we right. forget that we had a damaged candidate. Now, this is not an attack on Hillary Clinton. She was damaged from the 90s. They have been pounding the Clintons for two decades before she ran. Talk about Apple research. They didn't have to do any. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so we, were, we were at a disadvantage in that we had a damaged candidate, a good candidate, someone I'd be proud to say was our president, but a damaged candidate. And we had a nutcase who was willing to burn this place down and still is, by the way. Yeah. So let's not put our hair on fire about what happened in 2016. We won. Okay? So we don't, we, and, and our core message is well known all the way going back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Okay? We don't have anything to, we, to sell. They know what we sold. You, you live it. People in nursing homes have Medicaid. People uh, that are 65 and older have Medicare. People that are 65 and older, 62 and older, can have, have a, a Social Security. Yeah. You know, yeah. so the Democratic Party's soul and, and message maybe can use some nice PR. But, man, if you don't know it by now, you haven't been paying attention. Well, that's right there, Joe. <laughs> I think that there are people who aren't paying attention because of all the noise. I mean, and and when we talk about the noise, uh, Caitlin brought up something in the chat room that I've been thinking as you were talking. Russia did not help either. Sure, sure. I mean, that's a huge thing. I, I, Russia really didn't help. And this isn't saying, oh, it's because of Russia. The media didn't help. Um, the the man who's in the office right now was a guy who just went out there like a freaking monster or like the baby in the bar, which I'll find the video and post that well in the chat room. Uh, um, who just went in? It's like this huge baby in a bar with little tiny puppets who just smacked everything down. And our message never had a chance to get out, as it were, for that for that election. For Ryan, and so to- now, I'm sorry. No, no, finish your thought. And so now I just think that we're at a point where I don't think it's, I don't, I don't know if I agree with people who say our brand is damaged, especially people in the media who don't really give a rat's ass about the Democratic message, who sit there and say the Dems brand is damaged. They, there's a good portion of them who, who, really never focused on the Dems because they were so focused on all of the shenanigans that were going on on the right. I mean, they had 17 candidates. That's a zoo. That's a reality show right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, what we need to do is, is get our message out there better. I, I agree a hundred percent. But the thing is when, what, Ryan is saying here, <clears throat> excuse me, is he's kind of essentially giving up the ghost on all of the, uh, you know, Caitlin, Chris brought it up, uh, everything about Russia. It's like, oh, we our brand is worse than Trump. Well, you know what? If you follow through and keep pushing and start asking some really important questions, because the evidence is overwhelming that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia, then maybe you can start making our brand a little better and his brand a little worse all at the same time. 
instead of just trashing our party. Look at what the fuck is in charge. You know, this is nonsense. And, you know, and and is if you want to play victim, go ahead. But that's never been my, you know, uh, we stand up for victims. We don't we aren't the victims. Right. Right. That's really well put. That's and, right. Yeah, I, I mean, Ryan really, I, I feel like that guy can go pound sand. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one thing to say, what can we do to make the party better? It's another thing to say we're just as bad as Trump. And at that point, that's where I'm just kind of like flipping my middle finger to you because... Oh, yeah. Um, no. When, when somebody in our party does something kind of icky, looking at you, Anthony Weiner, yeah. you're kicked out. Mm-hmm. When their party does something icky, like grabbing pussy, they elect him president. Yeah. And let him speak to the Boy Scouts. Oh, oh. God. We'll get to that after the break. Um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're going to have to listen to some baby man tonight, everybody. A couple baby men. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so, uh, but this is, yeah, that, that's the thing. Schumer, yeah, okay. He's, he says, Ryan has a point. Mm, kind of. But not really. There's a much greater point to be made. Yes, we can do better, but we're not nearly the cesspool of corruption and wretchedness and indecency that is the GOP. That let their party be taken over by a dirtbag, racist, sexist reality TV star uh, who, you know has all kinds of very, very questionable business dealings. And uh, and he carried that over to how he operated his campaign. And now we have a crooked presidency, um, you know, that, you know, would make Nixon blush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I know. I am, I am 100% sure that if we had elected a president, this delinquent in morality... Yeah. As Trump is. If our party did this, our party would be like, yeah, we 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 might have to do something about this. Oh yeah. Well, if if you had any question about the depths of depravity that the Republican Party has sunk to, just witness that procedural vote today where they brought a guy who just had a cancer diagnosis fly from Arizona, flew from Arizona with a brain tumor to put a bill on the floor that would take health care away from 22 million Americans. Yep. And they were proud of that. That is the depth of t- depravity to me. I agree. I agree. I'm not, I'm, you know, is, it, uh, Kumbaya, as uh, uh, McCain was trying to be at the end of his speech today. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's like. That would have been I, a great speech if you voted no. Yeah, it really would have been a great speech if you voted no. So, Like I told you guys, I think that was the State of the Union speech he never got to give. Yeah, really. So, um, and never will. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah, his party handed it over to the shit clown Trump. So, sorry, Grampy. Uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and run to the break when we come back. Um, we'll listen to uh, uh, Sleazy Don talk about health care and uh, how long uh, Obamacare has been around. Longer than you think. 
Um, <laughs> yes, said the 69th president of the United States. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I stole that from our good friend Thomas, uh, uh, a friend of Mike Check Radio. But uh, anyway, um, let's go ahead and run to the break. We'll be right back with uh, lots more. Turn up the night uh, right after this. Let's take a look at a genuine American. I want you to meet Kitty Pick. He's proud of his country, but prone to take his liberties for granted. He's aware that someone must assume responsibility for the liberty, for our free way of life. Yet, when there's a job to be done, Kitty Pick, like so many Americans, is apt to ask, why me? Tim Cormall, host of the Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. 
and each week I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've worse, it's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, Mr. Joe Santorsa from Scranton, Pennsylvania, which can also be heard uh, on the Tim Coromel show uh, every uh, Sunday. Uh, well, and of course, uh, you can check him out on the poorly written political blog, and he has a brilliant piece over there that is uh, in our RSS feed on the front page of Indie Media Weekly. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. And, uh, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog uh, in Washington, D.C., so we'll soon be joined by Barbara as well. Uh, welcome back to the show, and uh, I hope you had a, a great time on the beach. I did. But, and you know. Wasn't there a peer Joe's, involved? Joe's angry. Huh? Wasn't there a peer involved as well? No. I thought there was a peer. I thought you mentioned No, there was a trellis. Trellis. There was a trellis that entered the beach. Did you guys climb it? No. No. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Why not? I'm a so I'm I'm a forty nine year old plus size woman. Well that that wasn't built to stand. Okay. So uh <laughs> all right, so here uh, But the tr- boys swam, it's the most exciting thing, guys. Oh, that is fun. That it's is very fun. exciting because you know, Duke when we took him to we took him to Rehoboth Beach last year, he was having none of it. 
Yeah. And and I guess because it was the bay and the, the waves were tiny, he was like, hey, this ain't bad. And then there was Duke 30 feet out. And I was like, okay, we need to get Duke back in. <laughs> do they make aqua leashes? I think they do. We didn't have one. Time he was to just a having a good old time. Time up to a buoy, to a ding- dinghy. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, all right, let's go ahead. And uh, uh, Trump was speaking with, uh, was doing a joint press conference with the Lebanese prime minister today. None of the audio I have uh, has anything to do with the Lebanese prime minister. Well, maybe one one clip later. Um, but uh, this is, uh, we're going to jump ahead to um, him since we're on the health topic of health care. We're going to uh, play a little bit of that. But before we get to that, I almost forgot. I need to play this bit of audio that he, uh, I don't know, uh, he was standing in front of a bunch of people who hate Obamacare trashing the Affordable Care Act. And uh, he said this. For the past 17 years, Obamacare what? has wreaked havoc <clears throat> on the lives of innocent, hardworking Americans. <clears throat> All right. 17 years, dummy? It was implemented in I- 2000? What? Orig- originally. 17 yeah. years. Yeah, the last, originally. The past then, 17 then they, years. Idiot. I think, it, I think he got the 17 from that woman's eyebrows. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was dividing by... He, was <laughs> dividing. Saw, he saw the one and he like flipped it upside down and then sure. counterclockwise that became a one. And then the other one just counter the other one just clockwise if nobody seen everybody the, yeah. saw those eyebrows yeah, they, yeah you have to tell everybody about that right? yeah there's oh a, my god oh it, god. somebody re- find the picture there was a woman there was a woman I behind him yesterday who had the most bizarre they look like check marks they look like check they marks. looked like long division yeah uh let me see right, if i let can me see if we can find them i i the picture's and on I'm, my i don't on my my timeline, but I don't know if I can download it because I think it comes from a video. Let me see. I, I don't even want to. I mean, I know people make bad fashion choices. I've made them, um, but I, I, I. No, it looked like it looked like she was putting the the uh, eye pencil on, and the car hit a bump. Yeah, twice. Look a little twice. wacky. <laughs> it really, it looked clownish. It looked clownish. And, yes, it, um, did. it looked like like what what a clown does with with their eyes, like puts the eyebrow right around. You know, it was uh like two, like you said, there was like two long division marks on her forehead. I mean, this is the thing. I I I shared this with Ken and Joe, and I'll share it with you guys. I mean, I am, I've past the menopause or i'm in the i you know i don't have to worry about that anymore that thing that we have to worry about and so my hair my eyebrows in particular they've thinned out they've they've thinned out and so i have taken to getting you know the little maybelline eyebrow pencil and you know i kind of fill it in when i put makeup on to go out so i don't feel naked i don't feel like bob geldoff in the wall you know where he has no eyebrows yeah um but Nobody told. Nobody is telling this poor woman. I found the image that this this is not. This doesn't look. This is not even fashionable. There's the image, right there. Yeah, I, I don't I got, get it. I got a second one there for everybody. So, um, but yeah, and, and also Paul Ryan's uh, stunt double was in attendance there. Um, I thought so too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. So, but you know but, something. 
all those people, all those people who are talking about their Obamacare disasters, they're alive. Yeah. Imagine how many people died before the ACA. And imagine how many people will die if they repeal it. Thank God the Those Affordable Care Act. Yeah. Thank God it's been around since the uh, uh, since for seventeen years. W- w- so since was the eighteen aff- nineties. Was the Affordable Care Act around during the Bowling Green massacre, Joe? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, those I, I, that close up you got of those eyebrows. That that one is. I've seen some crazy eyebrows in my lifetime, and those are... Wow. It's just weird. I mean, I'm not trying to shame her. I'm not. It's just looking at that. I'm like, that doesn't help. That does not help Trump's message. Mm. (laughs) Just doesn't help. They should, you know, she should have have let the Paul Ryan stunt double borrow her eyebrow pencil for (laughs) to, to draw in a widow's peak. And then he would have been the spitting image. That would have been, yeah. But I, I think Kat's right. I, it looks like Emmett Kelly taught her how to. Yes. How to put this. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Cat uh, gets there. But you know, it's like, um, yeah. It, first of all, the whole thing is, I, I hate when they they do these things where they bring these families out that have been uh, abused by by. Uh, Obamacare and all this this crap, and and then when they look into their backgrounds, they find out that they screwed themselves. Yes, like they were they were eligible yeah. for it, but they didn't want it because it was Obama, or or they um, they had insurance and uh, you know they didn't realize it, and they didn't know it was Obamacare. Obamacare. One of the people there was a police officer. This is what I heard, and like I said, I heard it listening to NPR on the way home yesterday. Um, Trump was talking about some guy, he's a police officer, he's doing all the right things, he's protecting the country, and his insurance rates went up. That's literally what he, well, not literally, but that's the gist of what he said. His insurance went up, so he can't afford certain procedures anymore. And I, I turned to Bob at that point, and I'm like, that's not the ACA's fault. You that know, has to do with the police and the bargaining of the of the police unit. Right, right. I, I, I belong a, to uh, I belong to a bargaining unit my, all my life, and and uh, my retirement uh, originally when I retired, my that's where my health care came from from my bargaining unit, and I don't remember. I started working for the state in 1976, mm. and I don't remember a single year where my health care costs didn't go up. Well, so I think that's, not a, that's not a new. Yeah. Uh, oh no, no, no! It's definitely not new. But you know, I think the biggest problem is that there's one pre-existing condition that isn't covered under the Affordable Care Act that a lot of you know uh, Republicans have, and that's racism. Um, you know, uh, I, I really, I really believe that that you know just Obamacare because you know seriously, you go out there and you ask somebody what they think of Obamacare, and they're Whoa, I'm so mad. Affordable Care Act. We, oh yeah, that sounds good. Yep. You know, I mean, it's it's really just that simple. It's that, you know, Obama liked the idea of branding and Obamacare, but he underestimated how ignorant and uh, ugly uh, the a large portion of the electorate is. And, um, you know, and still, that's not the majority of Americans. The majority of Americans want to see uh, the Affordable Care Act improved upon. 
not gutted. Yes, you know, they because do. everything that everything that you know the, the Republicans have put forward is just horrible. Every time it's horrible. Now there's this new secret plan that McConnell has, right? <laughs> and that's mm, probably the, skin, the skinny, skinny repeal. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah. Oh God Almighty. I mean, but anyway, uh, I, I want to get to some of this audio of of Trump talking about um, health care. Uh, and, uh, it, it, you know, believe me, I know a lot about this. Totally know a lot about it. That's why it was so easy. But it's not easy because it's hard. I mean, it's so... I can't even do a Trump voice anymore. I'm so not into it. On health care, I'm extremely happy uh, that we got this vote. This is... They say, if you look historically, this is the tough vote to get. Now we're all Ron. going to sit together and we're going to try and come up with something that's really spectacular. We have a lot of options and a lot of great options. And the Republican senators really went out there. It's not easy when you have 52 senators and you have a block of 48 voting against you. No matter what it is, no matter how good it sounds, it's very hard to get the kind of numbers that we got. We ended up with 51 votes, 51 to whatever. Whatever. What it is. Yeah, 51 to 50. I don't know 50. what it is. So we had two Republicans that went against us, which is very sad, I uh. think. It's very, very sad for them. But uh, I'm very, very happy with uh, the result. I believe now we will, over the next week or two, come up with a plan that's going to be really, really wonderful for the American people. The number of senators is a really elusive figure, everybody. Yeah, it is. It, it varies. It varies hour to hour, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean... Uh, here, you dumb fuck. There's 100 senators and clip-on hair in the chamber. Clip-on <laughs> hair casts the breaking vote. It only could amount to 101. Got it? Yes. <sighs> Who was it? What, 51 to what? A hundred and what? Fifty-one to what? Forty-six? Seventeen years. Fifty-one to seventeen years. <laughs> um, yeah. I, so, so this is this is you know I don't even know what the I don't even know what the number is. How do you not know the fucking number? Yeah. And it wasn't the even most fifty-one. Actually, curious human being. In in today was fifty-one to fifty, right? Today yeah. was fifty-one to fifty. Yes. Right. Today was fifty-one because to fifty. It hasn't been fifty-one to fifty at any time, or else they would have Only made some progress. T- right. In the case of a tie. Yeah. So they haven't had a tie until before he. Before, I mean, th- we didn't know about the tie until after he had this little speech today. You know. So. Um, but anyway, I mean, it, this is just what kind of monstrous idiot he is. You know, numbers, they're hard, they're difficult. I never got to my times tables. I don't know how to figure out how many senators there are. Where's that woman with the division on her forehead? I have to figure it out. Yeah. I call her Kalki, short for calculator. Um, (laughs) So, anyway. Um, Yeah, so here's another one. And here he is just belching forth. uh, That's right. Uh, He's a. Belching forth lies on the uh, Affordable Care Act. Uh, Oops, sorry. Obamacare is a disaster. It's failing in every front. It's too expensive. It gives horrible coverage. It was gotten by a lie 28 times. It was a lie. You can keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. All lies. And the people are sick of it. 
And we're going to come up with a great health care that satisfies the needs of the people that we serve, which is the people of the United States. I will say, and I said it right at the uh-huh. beginning, health care is always difficult. No. Because you have to weed a very, very narrow path. I'm going to pause it right there, because didn't he say it would be so easy, it'll happen so fast? It's going to be it'll- easy, fast. It's going to be the first day. First, first day. First day, day one. It's yeah. gone. So easy, so easy. But yeah, listen well, to this. Well, ISIS was supposed to be gone by now, too. Oh, yeah. that's true. But yeah, so listen to this. He, no, he's nobody just, knew. He's saying, nobody knew. He's saying... Nobody um, knew it was so hard. It's so hard. You have to make a very narrow path. You have to weed a narrow path. Like a quarter of an inch wide, right down the middle. And if you go a little bit too far right, you lose three people on the left. And if you go a little bit too far left, you lose five people on the right. What? It is a very, very complex and difficult task. But it's something I actually know quite a bit about. I (laughs) want to just thank some of the Republican senators who were really fantastic in getting us here, particularly John McCain for making the trip. Uh, But I think you're going to have a great health Even though he got captured. This is the beginning of the end for the disaster known as Obamacare. All right, I got a I got a double shot request from Francie here. It's too much. No, that's <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, this is a subject okay. I know a lot about. I know a lot about healthcare. You you do? You don't know a lot about how many people are in the Senate, but I know a lot about healthcare. Did you? Did, he must have taken Which a course from. He must have taken a. Because uh, you know he thinks it costs twelve dollars a year. Yeah, he oh, must yeah. have taken a. Didn't taken you have a, that poli- I had that policy. He must, have studied, he must have studied the ins and outs of healthcare with the doctor that said he was in per- the most perfect human health of any human to ever exist. <laughs> yeah. You know, I saw a tweet about that comment, and I think this person is right. I can't remember who said it, but they basically said the reason why he thinks it's $12 a year is because he watches Fox News and he watches the, the Gerber Baby Life Insurance Program. <laughs> yeah. That commercial? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Pathetically, that makes sense. <laughs> no, but I had I had a health insurance policy that was twelve dollars a year once. Uh, the the problem was it had a five hundred thousand dollar deductible. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're kind that's of all. being silly about it or joking. But when I um, you know, back in two thousand and four, I had to take a job. I mentioned this. I had to take a job at one of those, you know, quickie extra marts. You know, it it was called Extra Mart. It's kind of like a Seven Eleven, but sure. not quite as good. And I had health insurance. I paid. I had nine dollars a week taken out of it, mm-hmm. and I was earning eight twenty five an hour. Okay, so my health insurance cost me more than one hour of work a week. The deductible was ridiculous. I could not afford to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you know, Rain, that that gets to the lie that he keeps telling, and all Republicans that they're going to drive down premiums. Yes, because the you could because you know I can sell you a car without brakes, an engine, a transmission, or uh, tempered glass, uh, and uh, you're going to get killed in it. Yeah, but I'll sell it to you for like a thousand bucks. There it is. 
Well, unregulated you know, capitalism. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and look here. I was working a full time job in my early twenties. All right, and I belonged to a union, and I was paying uh, for health insurance, and I injured myself. I got a small hernia, um, and uh, I still don't know exactly how it happened, but I probably did something stupid, and. Um, I couldn't get it covered unless I claimed it happened on the job and got workers comp. So I did. I I, 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 I toughed it out after I hurt myself and uh, said that it happened to me at work because if I hadn't have done that, I, I wouldn't. I never would have been able to pay off those bills. And I, I hate to admit doing that, but you know, I'm not going to say what company, You're not or what, alone, Ken. what union I worked for, but. You know, I, I would have been, you know, I had to get it ultrasounds. I, you know, uh, was on medication, uh, you know, follow-up visits, all kinds of things. It wasn't a major thing, but that's the thing. It wasn't a major thing, and I was in my 20s, and mm-hmm. if I and if I wasn't, you know, scared because, you know, basically I had a tear in my abdominal, uh, abdominal wall, and, you know, um, and it was minor. It was minor. It wasn't, you know, wasn't like a, you know, a golf ball or anything, um, but, you know, uh, if I hadn't have just, if I hadn't have done that, I, I I would have when when I was just starting out in life, I would have been saddled with enormous bills just because I wanted to make sure I took care of myself the right way. It was a and minor thing, it was an absolutely minor thing. So yeah, exactly, and that's where we'll be again um, if Republicans have their way. You know that that people yeah. starting out, if they you know they'll they'll just not go to the doctor. Or they'll go to the emergency room, and good luck, Trump cultists. If you have to use an emergency room down the road, um, once they got the Affordable Care Act, because they're going to be filled to the brim with mm-hmm. head colds, the flu. Well, the flu you can get pretty serious, but yeah, head colds, aches, minor aches and pains, whatever you know. The, the or, emergency or worse yet, be filled. or worse yet, somebody that has colon cancer. Because he went to the emergency room because he was bleeding from the rectum and never had a colonoscopy. Right. Which he could have had under the Affordable Care Act for free. Yeah. You know, that's that's the tragedy of this whole thing. Yeah, they're going to drive down premiums for healthy people. And they're going to drive up premiums for sick people. Yeah, they're going to drive down deductibles if you could afford $4,000 a week. Mm-hmm. And one of the most egregious things that they're also trying to do, which shouldn't be forgotten in all this mish, mishikabob, is they want to get rid of lifetime caps. Yeah. And that doesn't just affect people who buy their own insurance. That affects people who have employee-provided insurance. Sure. It's me. Medicaid, it touches me. I'm 68 years old. There very well could be a time. When I'm going to have to go into a nursing home, it could happen. Very, mm-hmm. It happened to four members of my family in the last 10 years. If it wasn't for Medicaid, yep. they would have been on the street. They did not have the kind of money, which at the time was $5,000 a month, to stay in a nursing home, yep. a skilled nursing home. Okay? People don't realize... Every middle American, every upper middle class American cannot afford, okay, skilled nursing homes. Yeah. Okay, and Medicaid covers that now. 
and it won't cover it if they phase it out. No, there's so, there's a, a lot of a, a lot of uh, a very cataclysmic uh, things that are going to go down uh, on the Republicans' watch unless they have a come to Jesus moment and realize that they're going about it the wrong way. I mean, it, you know, really, what needs to be done? We've all said it a million times. Just fix the Affordable Care Act where you don't think it works right. But they don't want right, to and, do and that. They don't want no, to do because, that. They want to tell everybody out there who is dumb enough to vote for them that it's a job mm-hmm. killer and literally kills women, kills children. You remember Michelle Bachman, that asshole, yeah, you know, yeah. said the Affordable Care Act would literally kill women and children and, and senior citizens. You know, they, 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 you know, and Sarah Palin, that freak talking about death panels and everything, they literally wanted to scare everybody into submission so they would vote against their own best interest. And that kind of branding worked because so many Americans are just that dumb. Because they like the devil they know rather than the devil they don't. They hate change. You know, what's what's interesting, and I know we have to go to break soon, um, I heard last night John Boehner was giving, you know, he's a lobbyist now. So go lobbyists figure. lobby and they give speeches. And I can't remember where he gave the speech, but he basically told the audience, um, the ACA is not going to get repealed. He said this, and he said, because people have become accustomed to it. And, you know, he, he went on to say the best thing that the Republicans can do is make sure that it, or accept the fact that it's not going to get repealed, and then chip away at it. Which I think that he's right. I think this is what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a long-term fight. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be able to repeal this. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you, they, th- this is never going to happen. They're never going to come up with a bill to satisfy Susan Collins, uh, first of all, or or uh, or uh, what's her name from Alaska? Lisa Murkowski. Lisa Murkowski, or uh, the, the one from West Virginia, because... You know, I was sitting with two friends of mine that are doctors uh, just last night over at my friend's house, and we were talking about this. You know, that you don't realize that rural hospitals in states like that are totally dependent on Medicaid money. Mm-hmm. And if you block grant that and the state has to then decide who gets it and who doesn't, those hospitals are going to close. And there's going to be people who will have to drive two or 300 miles to get to an emergency room. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, it is time to go to the break. Uh, so, uh, what, but when we come back, uh, of course, Bobber is going to be joining us. That's very exciting. Uh, can't wait to get his take on everything. Uh, so, everybody, hang tight. We'll be right back with uh, lots more. We've got two very b- special birthdays today. So, if anybody else has any to mention, uh, please uh, let me know in the chat. But um, uh, that's coming up, of course, after the Green News Report and everything. But yeah, everybody, hang tight. We'll be right back with me. Rain, Bobber, and Joe right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss. Heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, 
melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. For the past 17 years, Obamacare has wreaked havoc on the lives of innocent, hardworking Americans. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare, Prepare to, to make, make computer, computer to computer, computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yes! Who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, uh, the one and only Joe Santorsa from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. Thank you, sir. I am here. Excellent. And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the bubble, the swamp that is ne- perpetually never drained. Welcome back, Rain. I'm drowning. and last but definitely not least rain's bobber half hey ladies and germs it's bobber in dc from four freedoms blog and uh, musician extraordinaire welcome sir greetings and salutations excellent so uh how you been man i've been great uh especially after this this past weekend that was awesome i had a really good time yeah it sounds like we got to hear a little bit about it uh do you have a a good food and or beer adventure that you want to share Beer? No, not so much a beer adventure. You know, the pickings were pretty slim. Ah. Um, <clears throat> but the food, um, I think we just had a good time, you know, being able to, to grill our own food, cook our own food. Good place at a kitchen. It had a gas grill. Nice. So, you know, we could just hang out and and uh, cook and go out and run the dogs on the beach. Chesapeake Bay, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, we used to go to Ocean <clears throat> City uh, uh, the, quite a bit, which uh, isn't that far, terribly far from Chesapeake Bay, I don't think. No, it's, it's actually a little closer to us, but um, yeah, we, they're, they're a lot more <clears throat> they're a lot more restrictive, you know, in terms of dogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And since this little, we had a little section of private beach, it was no problem taking the dogs out. So. Don't they have a, like? A, <clears throat> isn't there an island out that way that has like wild horses on it? Yeah, that's uh, Chincoteague. And acetique. And acetique. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we, we uh, because the way we used to go to Ocean City, we drove uh, across Chesapeake Bay, which always kind of freaked me out because that sucker's long, man. That bridge is freaky. So that bridge freaks me out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm not was, a big fan of bridges. Crazy. Yeah. Bob so. knows. Bob knows. I'm like, okay, don't get too close to the Jersey Wall. My legs are crossed. <laughs> I'm holding my bladder in tight. You just well, sit the thing the is, t- you know, driver's side rear <laughs> next time rain just sit driver's side rear the um yeah the, the one that goes across the bay from annapolis you know that one's 
it's not it's it's pretty big but there's a section that's you know there's two spans and one of them is two lanes wide and there's no shoulder and all that's there is the jersey wall between you and oblivion yeah so that's that's kind of freaky coming all back right. we did the other we did the other bridge down at the south end of uh you know which is when mm-hmm. it goes under the water just the <laughs> bay bridge tunnel wow yeah so one one final question did you have any blue crab when you were there uh, we didn't need any any. I mean, we didn't like have steamed whole crabs or anything like that. I mean, we can get that around here anytime. I mean, that's one of the benefits of, of in this area. So true. <clears throat> I did have a um, crab cake for lunch, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, and just so anybody knows, if you don't know the area, it's emphasis on crab and de-emphasis on cake. <laughs> um, yes. If you get a crab cake, uh, in, you know, uh, in Ohio. It's cake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a savory, yeah, right. savory, gross, kind of fishy scented cake. You can't you can't get away with that around here. No. The, the the crab cakes around here are awesome. It's like it's all crab with just enough filler to keep it from falling apart. Exactly. Yeah. Little little uh, uh, uh little breadcrumb, little onion, little egg. Uh, I hear some places even put mayo in them. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So I'm judging. Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, that doesn't so, sound right. Anyway, uh, oh my my late brother-in-law uh, ordered a crab cake from McDonald's uh, in uh, in Ocean City. Oh dear, crab cake sandwich. I've never oh, had. I've, I mean, that's not anything that's on the menu around here. But out there, I mean, yeah. it's got to be uh, bad. Mc, it's got to be crab. Bad. Mick crab. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about getting something off the toilet seat either. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's go. I think we're going to shift gears here a little bit. Um, and this one is really, really just disgusting. Um, I only have one clip of audio, but basically, Trump, uh, if anybody hasn't seen, held a political rally for the Boy Scouts of America's uh, annual jamboree. I was a Cub Scout as a kid. I was never, I never got to full-on Boy Scout. But um, my den mother would knock you across the room if you said anything objectionable in that den. And the Boy Scouts, there's a reason why, like they they refer to people, you know, like in the sense of, oh, he's a big Boy Scout. There's a reason why they refer to people as a big Boy Scout, and that means that it, it, it means noble and, and innocent in the sense of, um, you know, being a oh, pussy grabber, for you know, instance, for starters. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it, you know, like in, you know, they always refer to, you know, like Superman as a big Boy Scout. You know, that's like the, they use it as like a pejorative because he's too good. You know, or the the same you know they use in uh, I think uh, describing Dale Cooper from from Twin Peaks. You know, just a couple of fictitious re- references because I can't think of anybody you know that's that good <laughs> in real life to refer to him as a big Boy Scout. Um, I think yeah. Obama was they that way in that a certain, Jim certain sense. Yeah, call me. There you go. So yeah. um, you know there. So there's never been you know. It was, it, it, I mean. You know, I had a, a cousin who was an Eagle Scout, um, and uh, you know, I wasn't really close with him or anything. But he was a decent human being until, well, 
till he was older and then became a real shit heel. But you know, uh, you know, there there were I knew a few Eagle Scouts growing up, and they were good kids, you know. But what Trump did here in this twenty five seconds is it's like he he's like oh oh it's just all boys here i can say whatever i want you know mm. i guess those i guess the the the, the boy scouts was he lead on was he egg on egg on yeah i you he, know he, do you know oh, he got out of the he got out of the uh, boy scouts too like he got out of the army oh did he <laughs> yeah true yeah yeah he his father wanted him to go into the boy scouts and he said he had a he had a falling arches. Oh, see, see, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess all those all those Boy Scouts they were they were just leading on Trump to get him to talk this they way. They were kind of a, a boy talk, and uh, he was lead on like uh, egg on. Uh, like okay, like egg on okay. <sighs> egg on, egg on, egg off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is this is 25 seconds of Trump trying to get, you know, sleazy with the, the scouts. It was a long time ago. Sold his company for a tremendous amount of money. And he went out and bought a big yacht. And he had a very interesting life. I won't go any more than that because you're Boy Scouts, so I'm not going to tell you what he did. Should I tell you? Should I tell you? Oh, you Boy Scouts, but you know life. You know life. Um, yeah, they don't have a badge for orgies. N- no. <sighs> or pussy grabbing. No. That isn't a badge. No, I was in s- the Boy Scouts. No sexual assault badge. <laughs> no, there was none um, of that. But yeah, I, I mean, mean... That is literally boys will be boys. Should I tell you? Oh, uh, you know. You know what he did on uh, that yacht. Oh, yeah. yeah I was that. shocked when I heard that. I was too. I mean, you know, should I tell you? Should I tell you? And well, of course, apparently, so were the so were the Boy Scouts, uh, given their Facebook page today. Oh man, yeah the 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 Boy Scouts of America's Facebook page was inundated in an unrelated post with um with comments from parents who were like, "You need to apologize. You need to apologize because this was you know it was grotesque with what Trump was doing there. Not only that, but." It was, uh, you know, he was really re- uh, relitigating the election again. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was trashing the Affordable Care Act, and you know, so this, you know, but the Boy Scouts are strictly nonpartisan. Well, please tell me uh, that all of those uh, definite uh, partisan uh, uh, den leaders that were cheering him on there, you know, I mean, it was so and ugly, that's the problem. so stupid. Yeah. That that is the problem. It was mm-hmm. a lot of the adults that were cheering and booing. Yeah, I mean, I, I can forgive the kids because they're young, they're impressionable, they're susceptible to peer pressure. But but the adults, the scout leaders, the uh, the chaperones or whatever, you know, they they should be kicked out. They should be kicked out of the scouting program. They they don't deserve to be in it. No, no you're right. I mean, you're right. And you know, those kids. If I was if I was there. Um, surrounded by a bunch of other kids and didn't really even care about politics, but was like, oh my God, there's that guy that was on TV that's now president. Yeah, hilarious. Oh my God. But that's, you know, it, it should have been a more solemn event. 
You know, I mean, these these are young men, young, impressionable men who are making themselves better to go forward and be productive members of society. You know, this is it's community organizing because it's a community Mm -hmm. organization, you dumb dicks. Mm -hmm. You know, here's go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, the thing that kills me, he comes right out of the gate and he's talking about the crowd, size of the crowd, as if the you know all those people are there to see him, not because, oh, you know, there just happens to be a Boy Scout jamboree going on. Um, and so he sort of takes, seems to take credit for the size of the crowd, <laughs> which, um, I mean, from there, yeah. it was downhill from there. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like going to a prison and and doing a concert saying, boy, a lot of guys showed up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like it was was a goddamn encampment. You know, the thing is, is that when it comes down to, and you know, Bob and I are co-administrators with Trisec, who happens to be in the scouting program. He has, he's a scout leader. His Mm -hmm. son was at the Jamboree. His son was at the Jamboree, and on Sunday, you know, Try is a good scout. And he said, it is very cool that my son is going to see a president of the United States. That's patriotic right there. Yeah. That is patriotic. But, you know, today, and I I don't know if Try is listening or not, but I'm going to speak because what he wrote, he wrote in public. It can be easily accessed. He said that he was going to, he said, um, oh, I should probably quote him properly. I believe he said that if if I find out any of my scouts um, booed Obama, I'm going to kick their ass. Yes, that would be exactly what he said. (laughs) And, you know, this goes down to to what, you know, to the press release that the scouts put out today, which I've been very conflicted about it because I don't think it went far enough. But I also understand that the scouts themselves are supposed to be the, the Boy Scouts of America are supposed to be nonpartisan. Yeah, I think that they were victims. I'm going to say this. I think that the Boy Scouts of America fell victim to Trumpism. Because what are they going to do? Say no? The president, any president of the United States, is considered the the um, honorary head of the Boy Scouts. That means Trump is. <laughs> so, um, I went on and asked Try a question. I said, what about the adults? What about the leaders that booed? And he he came back and he said that any discipline would be up to the local groups and the council leadership. And that's, you know, that's where this goes. It I think the adults in that group were disgusting and showed a very, very, very bad um, display of leadership. Well, the yeah, the 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 top uh, the top line <laughs> of no, but top the, line. The, yeah, the 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 top uh yeah, the top line leaders, <laughs> whoever it is, the you know the 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 big guys uh, who uh, oversee the Boy Scouts on a national level and maybe even a state level, need to get together and draft a letter of apology to all the parents who um, whose children had to be subjected to a political rally, with also what Caitlin Chris says, um, what he did will last night will continue rape culture or you know at least. Um, Yes. I mean, that's yeah. It, it, yeah. Okay. Yes. He didn't expressly say, "Oh, well, what he did on this boat, what he did on this boat." He didn't expressly say, but yeah, it will. 
what it will do is it will further add to the at very least the misogynistic culture that Trump in his group perpetuates, which arguably just is rape culture. You know, just another way to to look at women as lesser. And, you know, and, and, you know, men, you can do whatever you want. And I don't know. Did anybody see Jill Biden's tweet um, today? That was pretty amazing. No. Jill Biden says, I missed it. Uh, Jill, Jill, actually, Mrs. Biden. Uh, Jill Biden says, uh, hey, at real Donald Trump, stay away from the Girl Scouts. And I say, amen. 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 <laughs> And I, I I retweeted it and I said, "Remember what decency looks like at Jill Biden at Jill Biden does." So, yeah. yes. um, you know, I got um, just as the show was starting, um, a friend of mine sent me a message from a local leader of one of the councils in New England. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. And okay. um, it, it, there's a part of this where. It, it was a little bit of both sides do it, which I do disagree with. But I, can I read this quickly? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. That's fine. But it said, the Jamboree has been a recent focal point that highlights the kind of polarization. President Obama declined to attend the Jamboree in part to, in part to likely send a message regarding our previous struggles with LGBT community. Yesterday, President Trump spoke to our youth as if as if it were a political reality. These two presidents, and this is the part where I'm going to say I disagree with because, oh, Barack Obama did give a message to the previous jamboree. Mm -hmm. But going back to it, these two presidents used the Boy Scouts to advance and strengthen their political agenda to their own advantage. Thankfully, the scoutmaster down the street understands that the understands that the Boy Scouts have no inherent political agenda. The Boy Scouts teach citizenship regardless of political affiliation. They develop the depth of understanding and practical knowledge of our democracy and each citizen's role in governance. Um, and then, you know, he goes on to say, we have tried to make strides with regards to LGBTQ rights. And they, the Boy Scouts in, in the past decade have have gone back and forth on this issue and they finally got their shit together the right way. What this particular council leader has said is now we were thrown backwards because of what Trump did yesterday. Yeah. Um, and he's right. And so he ends up, so although various politicians may from time to time make or decline a speech or otherwise drag scouting into the political space, our scout leaders are there to debrief the situation and rise above the metaphorical burnt pancakes to help our kids see and learn deeper lessons. The thing is, is when I read this, and like I said, there is a bit of that, um, you know, the both-siderisms to it. Scout leaders on local and super local levels and then you know when you get to council levels and you know not at the national leadership but at state or regional leadership they now have to really double down um their efforts to to teach these boys and young men what it is to be a scout and what trump did is made a lot of these leaders he made their jobs a lot harder after yesterday and not every oh, yeah. scout leader is innocent, and not every scout leader is necessarily a Democrat or necessarily a Republican. Or a good but, person. Exactly. But the thing is, is that they, when they, when they partake in scouting, 
they're they're doing their best to uphold the scouting oath and trump did none of that and now yeah. a lot of these people both den mothers and den fathers have to double down their effort to try to tell these kids in a nonpartisan way and i don't know how they can do that or a non-political way that what the president said was not what scouts stand for yeah yeah um yeah. All right. Well, unless anybody has anything uh, quick to add to that, we we do uh, th- this uh, segment's a little shorter than the other ones because Green News reports coming up. I I um, got a couple other Trump clips I wanted to play. Lucky, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Trump uh, again meeting with the the Lebanese Prime Minister today. Um, he um, was asked a question about what you know his thoughts were on Hezbollah especially in their interference in Syria and basically working with Putin and Assad um, to, I don't know, do some butchery, would it be? Um, And uh, I guess nobody's talked to Trump about Hezbollah. (laughs) Because... Hezbollah! You know, they they sort of have to make certain uh, assumptions that he knows something I think that was probably a bad assumption to make. Yeah, and you know they have banners of uh, I forget the the you know the the head of Hezbollah's name, uh, but they they have banners of him with Putin's face, with uh, Assad's face, and and some other um, some other butcher, you know, all just you know swaying in the wind over there. The, the government's putting out his propaganda. These are these are good people, but yeah. So he's asked um, by uh, I think it was a Lebanese reporter asked him. Uh, what his thoughts were on this, and this is what uh, he had to say. Congress introduced additional sanctions against Hezbollah last week. What is your position towards these sanctions and on the role of Hezbollah is playing in the region and uh, Syria? I'll be making my position very clear over the next 24 hours. Uh, We're going to see what is exactly taking place. I have meetings with some of my very expert uh, military representatives and others, so I'll be making that decision very shortly. Okay? Thank and about you. his role in Syria and the region? Whose role? Hezbollah's role. Uh, I'll be talking about that tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Translation I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I never. As they find out what Hezbollah is, I never heard of that. Is that a Middle Eastern dish? I don't know. Is that like a Middle Eastern Mercedes? Um, <laughs> and then he had the gall to say that the previous administration didn't even know where these countries were. Oh my God! Yeah, I didn't get that, but yeah, that was that was a oh. mm, made me want to start swinging. I'm still Uh-oh. in shock that when he sat there and spoke of Hezbollah in front of the leader of Lebanon, mm-hmm. he didn't realize that there are members of Hezbollah in the Lebanese government. Yeah. Uh, that too. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah. So <laughs> here is. Uh, but this was the most shocking uh, of uh, all. I mean, he is like probably. I mean, h- how easy is it to get a chew toy away from Sharky, Joe? Um, <laughs> you want to see the finger that I have missing? <laughs> See, there we go. See, that's that. That is exactly the the the, the kind of drama you'd be facing with that. You know. Um, 
So apparently, you do not touch chew toys. Apparently, Trump's chew toy is his rage mm. at Jeff Sessions. Because this is what he said today during the, the press conference. I want the attorney general to be much tougher on the leaks from intelligence agencies, which are leaking like rarely have they ever leaked before at a very important <laughs> level. These are intelligence agencies. We cannot have that happen. Uh, you know many of my views in addition to that, but I think that's one of the very important things that they have to get on with. Uh, I told you before I'm very disappointed with the Attorney General, uh, but we will see what happens. Time will tell. Time will tell. Oh, my God. But, yes, so these leaks that are being leaked like they've rarely been leaked before. <laughs> Leaking leakers of leaks need to be... The leaks need to never, be plugged. I guess he never heard of uh, Richard Nixon and the plumber's unit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, he probably thought that that was somebody at the hotel in Russia. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the yellow shower division. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if anybody saw it. Stephen Colbert actually did a, uh, a a report from that hotel room, which was pretty amazing. You should go watch it. Um, he actually, <laughs> I, I can't even paraphrase, but it was very funny. And apparently they were being watched because he broke something and security called. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, there, there it is. You know, t- time will tell. Time will tell. Really? You, and, and this is the thing. Republicans are really freaking out over his treatment of Sessions. But not of anything else that he does. Just the way he treats Sessions. Right. Well, I think they still consider Sessions to be one of them. I, I even guess though so. he's supposed to be, even though he's supposed to be, you know, impartial and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. being Attorney General. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he does. Bob's right. Trump still believes that Sessions is loyal to the office of the president. Yeah over being an independent person that runs the Department of Justice. And mm-hmm. and nobody's explained that to Trump. Or if they have, he's not listening. Well, you know, and again, you know, and, and nobody's explained it to the Republicans that they shouldn't be loyal to their fellow Republicans who just have a cabinet position. They should actually be loyal to the country and maybe not just criticize Trump for the way he's being mean to the little elf man. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about running roughshod over the country, you fucking cocks? Um, so. <laughs> Did you know that Jeff Sessions was an Eagle Scout? Was yes. he now? A yes. very, very tiny. <laughs> was he an More eaglet? Like an eaglet. An eaglet. So, yeah. yeah. An eaglet. There you go. He was a canary. He was a canary scout. <laughs> he was an egg that never hatched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, on that note, we definitely have to run to the break. Uh, when we come back, we'll do name calling. Got two uh, birthday boners coming your way and um, all kinds of other good stuff. So uh, we'll do some Mad Libs tonight. But, yeah, we have some other some uh, some kind of funny-ish stuff to end the show with tonight. Um, oh, yes, Jared Kushner, like you've never heard him before. 
because most of you probably have never heard him before. <laughs> so, uh, and with a, with a, with a turn up the night twist as well. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more turn up the night with me, Rain, Bobber, and Joe. Right after this, turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com. It's Tuesday, July 25, 2017. People need to be prepared. They need to be ready and uh, don't wait for somebody to, to ask you to evacuate your home. Evacuations and rescues as extreme weather impacts the U.S. New study finds today's extreme heat days are tomorrow's new normal. The Treasury Department sues ExxonMobil for violating Russia's sanctions in oil deal. Plus, I'm not sure what climate change means. Trump nominates non-scientist for top USDA science job. Fantastic. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Climate change has destroyed the Great Barrier Reef, spelling disaster for miles of coral and millions of fish. But did you know global warming might also kill humans? (laughs) Which saddens me because some of the people I know are human. (laughs) Not me. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, this is one of those moments in time that you have long warned about. Most of the country is absolutely sweltering right now, except for out here in the West where we're dealing with an incoming tropical storm or a hurricane or something like that. Yeah, and that sweltering heat, unfortunately, is not projected to get any better. A new study projects that extreme heat days that we've observed this summer, not just in the United States, but around the world, are likely to become the average summer temperatures within the next 20 years. That's by 2040. For some regions, that could happen as soon as 2020, regardless of any actions taken to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably likely to happen sooner rather than later, since we've seen so many scientific predictions that have, in fact, come to pass earlier than originally predicted. And global warming is predicted to accelerate extreme weather. And it's happening right now. Torrential rains caused flash floods in at least two different regions of the United States on Monday, forcing evacuations and rescues. First, near Tucson, Arizona, at least 17 hikers were rescued from flash floods after being trapped overnight. And at the southern New York state border, at least 10 people were rescued from flash floods that closed a highway and forced residential evacuations. In Montana, the nation's largest wildfire, the Lodgepole Fire in eastern Montana, has burned through more than 350 square miles, Mm. larger in area than New York City. Mm. Officials say extremely hot, dry, and windy conditions have accelerated the fire's pace and created extremely dangerous fire conditions, according to Public Information Officer Jeremy Olson on Montana Public Radio. Firefighters are experiencing seeing uh, anywhere from 8 to 10 to 12 foot flame lengths in that sagebrush and uh, um, in the timber draw areas and stuff it's just uh, it's just not safe to fight fire in there people need to be prepared 
uh, across the state of Montana. Over in Britain, British scientists with the UK's National Weather Service, the Met Office, warned in a new study that man-made global warming has heightened the risk of multiple crop disasters occurring in major farming regions around the world simultaneously. That's due to shifting rainfall patterns and persistent extreme weather events like heat waves. And that information is kind of important, especially when, here in the nation's capital, Donald Trump has picked a non-scientist to fill one of the top science posts at the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Mm. Sam Clovis, a Trump campaign advisor and former talk radio host, has no background in the hard sciences and no experience in agriculture policy. Yeah, but he says otherwise. Well, in an interview with Iowa Public Radio, when he was running for U.S. Senate back in 2014, Clovis called climate science junk science. I'm extremely skeptical. I, uh, I, I've looked at the science, and uh, I have enough of a science background to know when I'm being boofed, and uh, I think a lot of what we see is uh, junk science. When he's being boofed? Yeah, whatever that means. That's the guy who would oversee the USDA agriculture science programs. Well, good luck, farmers. Meanwhile, the U.S. Treasury Department has fined ExxonMobil $2 million, the maximum under law, for violating sanctions that the United States imposed on Russia. That after Exxon signed a massive oil exploration contract with Russia's state-owned oil company back in 2014, while Rex Tillerson, now U.S. Secretary of State, was the oil company's chief executive. Exxon has retaliated by filing a countersuit against the Treasury Department. Finally, just days after Tropical Storm Don dissipated in the Atlantic (laughs) Ocean, over in the Pacific Ocean, Tropical Storm Hillary has intensified into Hurricane Hillary. That's according to the National Hurricane Center. But again, pure coincidence. Storm names were decided more than a decade ago. But Hillary is moving away from the North American coast and poses no threat. In any event, little surprise that Hillary turned out to be more effective than Don. For whatever it's worth, for much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indy Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 horn. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! I believe, yes sir. Oh, did you miss that honky drop? I believe, yes sir. <laughs> well, that's a tease. I believe, yes sir. I, if you know what that says or means... I believe, yes sir. 
um, you will uh, uh, win the official Turn Up the Night No Prize. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome back to the program, of course. Uh, Bobber in D.C., uh, so kind to join us in the roto- rotator spot, the rotating co-host spot. Um, I think I invented that term. No, no, I, I, I tripped you up with that term a while ago. I asked if you wanted to be rotator, and you were like, what? But <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought you knew that one. But, uh, yeah, so rotating co-host for, for the evening, uh, Bobber in D.C., thank you for joining us. And, of course, uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to the program. I'm here with Sharky. Sharky. And last but definitely not least, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Well, who wants a new name-calling tonight? Bobber, do you, did you want to give a give your hand at it or or Joe? Anybody? I'll, Anyone? If Bobber um, wants to do it, or I'll do it. I don't care. Bobber, why don't you do it? Uh, let's see. Okay, so all um, right, hold on. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. Um. Okay. Where's uh, you just click, click the on, number? Yeah, click the number Bottom of right. people. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm clicking on it, and nothing's happening. Uh oh. Maybe it's a glitch. Oh. Huh. That doesn't sound right. Well, I me got either. it. Do I mean it? you want me to do it? I'll do uh, it. If you, yeah, Joe, if you got the list, go for it. I got a list here. I don't know if it's the right one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we have. <laughs> we have a lovely chat room tonight. <clears throat> we do. We have a 25 chat room, and it starts with Adam Ebert, Balua, Bobber, even though he couldn't find the list, he's on it. <laughs> We have Caitlin Chris, Professor Fink, Francie, who is the Ed McMahon of the Tim Cormall show. <laughs> we have Jay Colley, Jules Frazier, Kat, Kenny Pick, Hi. Ken Sr. Hi, Dad. We have Lee again. Living in Long Island, on Long Island, we have uh, Michelle in South Florida and Miles in South Florida. We have Moonmare, Nova Moonlight, Peter SF, President, Hi Rain. Hello, darling. We have Sandy in Derwood, Theo J, and last but certainly not least, my boss, Tim Coromal. There we go. Thank you very much. And, of course, uh, there are two birthdays of the evening are uh, the one and only um, Destroyer Kurt, Cousin Curtis, who we're going to see at the family reunion this uh, Saturday. And uh, he asked me if I could cue up the, um, the theme from Hawk the Slayer. And I did. It'll play after the show. I think we have uh, a song by King Crimson on hold, and then you'll get to hear the Hawk the Slayer theme with a Hawk the Slayer bonus. And, uh, of course, uh, I, I missed it the other day, but our good friend Michael, a.k.a. President, uh, his birthday was on Saturday. So, so excuse me, hiccup. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any other birthdays or not, but uh, if, uh, if there are, please let us know. Um, we do have so, one. Jay Colley's oh, mom's birthday. Jay Colley's mom. There we go. And uh, so, all right. So, Jay Colley's mom, uh, cousin Curtis, and President, happy birthday. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. 
long. It doesn't last too long. Thank you, thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. All right, there we go. So, um, and I think, shoot, I'm not sure. I think I might have had Caitlin Chris on for reverse calling tonight because I, I, um, I actually was gonna have Cat do it tonight. She was thinking about coming on, but we we had Bobber already booked. But I think Caitlin Chris, I, I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, she wanted to come on uh this uh tonight i think uh cc rci um but yeah so i'll type it in there and uh see but i'm fairly certain we had the discussion that she would be uh our rci person and she says sure so let's go ahead and get her on uh with us right now and uh and you know have a little bit of fun here on the program so, uh, okay, uh, here's our reverse call-in jingle. Reverse. All right, it is still ringing, but I'm sure she's just scrambling to get her uh, radio silenced so she can be on with us. Uh, I'm sure she'll be here with us momentarily. There she is. Hi, Caitlin, Chris. Come on, come on. Uh, hang You're... on a second. Okay. Let me get the volume down. <laughs> All righty. So, Oh, that's all right. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. <laughs> we got some goddammits going on. Actually, it's all right. No, I think I actually. Uh oh. Hang on. So, okay, so. <laughs> uh, God damn it! Whoa! God damn it! God damn it! All right. <laughs> I'm trying to buy her some time there. Okay. I'm I'm good. <laughs> All right. Hey, how's it going, sister? Good. I'm annoyed at uh, what happened last night. Yeah. At, oh. at the jamboree. I'm also annoyed at what happened today in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of things to be annoyed about. Yeah, it's yeah. an annoying week. <laughs> it's been an annoying seven months. Yeah. Yes, it has. So, uh, but anyway, say hi to everybody now that you're all settled in. <laughs> hi, Joe. Hi, Bobber. Hi, Rain. Hi, Kenny. Hello, hi, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. All right. So, uh, uh, all right. Uh, was there anything in particular you wanted to talk about? Because uh, I thought we talked last week about you joining us, and I just remembered it. But um, uh, I, I don't, I don't remember that personally. But I think you know you might, you know, m- might want to pencil cat in. Probably Friday or something, because if she wants to talk about something, you know. Well, yeah, it, yeah, no, no, no. It was uh, I. I asked her to come on earlier, but I think I. I kind of was usurping the invite I offered to you last week. But she. She said she. She didn't want to do RCI. She wanted to do a whole show. So. Um, okay. I, but, I don't. Uh, I don't remember you asking last week, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I, I don't remember if I. Uh, I don't remember if I remember. So. <laughs> 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 you never know that week sort of week yeah, yeah. every week is that kind of week um so uh all right well maybe we should uh, uh i should throw something at you and this is something that is uh uh interesting uh uh what what do they call them uh walnuts um uh <laughs> joe <laughs> um scaramucci the mooch oh, oh yeah what's his name uh from uh yeah, I know who you mean. From Something the Sopranos? Walnuts. Joey yeah. Walnuts. Joey Walnuts. Something like that. 
So you know uh, what? Yeah. He doesn't remind. He reminds me of Christopher from The Sopranos. Oh, well, you know, and I know Kenny's not into mob movies, but uh, but uh, he reminds me of Michael Corleone in The Godfather. Oh, well, now, I hope he ends up like Fredo, but he reminds <laughs> me of Michael. Well, it, it, <laughs> see, uh, somebody knows the reference. Scaramucci <laughs> is really, really um, uh, earning the title Mooch. Because he is, uh, he has mm-hmm. a stake in uh, a company called Skybridge, um, and I think it's an investment firm or a bank or something like that. Skybridge, a yes. loan company. Um, and he sells it to the uh, Chinese, I believe. Yeah, and uh, he yeah, he's wants. Trying to sell, that's who he's trying to sell it to. He's mm-hmm. well, he's trying to sell it, uh, you know, so he doesn't have any conflicts of interest. But he wants a multi-million-dollar tax break for the sale to make it worth his. Uh, his time and effort that is <laughs> because of course he does yeah so this is him what i want to have happen to trump is well i want him to get the al capone treatment shall we say geraldo rivero opens up uh, his vault and finds nothing no. 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 He goes. Yeah. Let's let's go with that. That sounds safer. That sounds a lot safer. Yeah, I like that. Um, he dies of a venereal disease. <laughs> well, he has no penis, so you know. Don't say penis in this house. All right. So Scaramucci. So so this is a huge thing. This is a huge, huge thing that it, that uh, uh, I'm not talking about Trump's, you know what? Um, I'm talking about the Mooch, Scaramucci. Um, uh, you know, he again, he wants to sell his stake in Skybridge and get a multi-million-dollar boon from taxpayers. And is he this, doing this now while he has this job? Uh, yeah, it's it still hasn't gone through. So I guess there's a certain, uh, from my understanding, there's a certain kind of grace period for this kind of transaction, you know, since it's so big. You know, I mean, like, we always get grace periods before we start jobs to do, uh, you know, take care of a bunch of other stuff, right? Um, As you do. As you do. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, So so the mooch, uh, here he is. uh, Listen to his uh, sleazy um, uh, 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 explanation as to why... You know, it's totally on the up and up. I have worked with the Office of Governmental Ethics to take care of all of my business conflicts. Uh, my start date is going to be in a couple of weeks, so that it's a 100% totally cleansed and clean. And I don't, I don't see an issue with it. The Office of Governmental Ethics doesn't see an issue with it, nor does the White House Counsel. So, but you know, here's one thing I want to say about this, though: when you're bringing American business people into the administration and they've had some level of success in the in the society, they have to unencumber themselves. You know, it's, it's just a very interesting thing and it's somewhat ironic you want to go serve the country and so the first thing you have to do is take on this mega opportunity cost by getting rid of all your assets and so but i'm willing to do that because i love the country gonna unburden myself by making a whole bunch of money because it's such a burden to have all these multi-million billion dollar investments such a i'm gonna unburden myself from all this money making potential by getting a whole bunch of money, <laughs> it's, it's, it's also it's also like Frangela says on their podcast that there's only one um, qualification that uh, Trump and company are looking for. Do you have a Russia connection? If so, 
what position do you want? Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I, I hear Scaramucci also has has Russia connections, so... Yeah, Scaramucci... You know who Scaramucci is, don't you? Joey He's Walmart? Gene Uber. No, <laughs> no Gene Uber. Remember Gene Uber? Uh, oh. Yeah, what what game show is that? No, Gene Uber from... Uh, oh, from, oh. Uh, Flo- Remember the super fan with the cutout yeah, trunk yeah. in his house? Oh, let me see if oh, I can... He sounds no. just... Yeah. He sounds just like him. If you played them, Ken, if you could do this side by side, they are the same person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they are the same person. Thank you so much. But didn't that guy who has, the, who has the cutout? Wasn't there a hole in a certain location in the cutout where, yeah, the, where penis the penis, penis was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, yeah. Don't say penis in this house. Uh, yeah. So uh, let me see if I get. I, I, I this audio is very quiet, but I do have. Uh, uh, a few uh, uh, Gene Huber clips here. And, 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 and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, sir, for what you do to us. Sorry, they're, they're kind of quiet. That's weird. Um, thank you, sir, for what you do to us. So here's a... We'll, we'll do Scaramucci real quick. I have worked with the Office of Governmental Ethics to... T- uh. and, 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 and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do the... You know, if you do the original Scaramucci uh, presser when he said, I love the president... I love the president. I love everybody. I love the president. And uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. President, for what I said about you. He sounded like Gene Huber. They're the yeah, same I'll have to. Yeah, I'll have to uh, uh, work on uh, getting a better redux together. Oh, let him go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't this, know why that Scaramucci is the guy who said, in the interest of transparency, I'm going to delete my old tweets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And the fact that he donated to Hillary Clinton. Oh, you exactly. Using, you keep using that word transparency. I don't do not think it means yeah. what you think it means. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, let me see. Uh, here, here you go. I've I've got that drop for you. Thank you for. Uh, you keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. No. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and oh my God, he's such a freak in that audio we played last week too of him two minute tirade trashing Trump. This man, the the only thing he wants to do is be able to make more money once he's done working for Trump. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only thing so this that is makes peanuts. Sense. This is peanuts selling this. You know, yeah, of course he wants to try and get as much as he can from selling the Skybridge, uh, uh, you know, stake that he has. Um, sure. But uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not like Trump stakes, an actual uh, shareholder stake. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, he, he's basically, he's trying to get, this is the first thing he wants. The first thing he wants out of the Trump administration is a huge boon from taxpayers, a multi-million dollar boon to get rid of this investment because after he's done working for Trump, sky's the limit, baby. Yeah, it's a branding operation. Sky yeah. Bridge. Well, this whole administration's a branding operation. That's right. Yeah. I'm for, I'm I'm willing to bet that's actually why Trump ran because now all the pe- all of the people who claim to be his supporters during the during the primary and during the election, Trump's name is everywhere because it's you know bumper stickers and old yard signs and stuff like that. So he and he gets off on this sort of thing, which is kind of gross. He's got to get off on something. It ain't yeah. going to be Melania. No. <laughs> Unless he get le- he was lead on or egg on, um, so y'all know Melania is sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom, right? Yeah, 
I think they hired a new Secret well, Service officer she found, too. She found she found one of those um, secured room areas. A skiff. Yeah, a skiff. Because you know, <laughs> Trump never goes into Trump never goes into them, so why not? Sure. Oh, oh. <laughs> also, uh, something I want to talk about while you're on, Caitlin, Chris. I don't know if has anybody seen. Uh, Trump decided to evoke Barron's name the other day. Yes, um, it's today. Yeah. Today, this oh, morning. Oh, that was today. Oh God! Yeah, this seriously. Morning. I know it's like a month. Rain. <laughs> every day's a week. Yeah. So here's well, a no, qu- every, here's a quick half, half the days a week. The whole days a month. Yeah. Really. Yep. So um, <laughs> so here it is. This is from Mediaite. Uh, yep, July twenty fifth, seven fifty four a.m. by Colby Hall. Trump crosses red line by invoking 11-year-old Barron to mock Russia investigation. And I don't even need to set it up. But, yeah, basically he said, Jared Kushner did very well yesterday in proving he did not collude with Russians. Witch hunt. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Next up, 11-year-old Barron Trump. So, okay. So is he comparing Jared Kushner to an 11-year-old child saying the next rung down the ladder from Jared Kushner is my 11 year old. That's smart. No, I think, I think what he's trying, I think what he, he's trying to do is say, what's next. You're going to investigate my 11 year old. Even though pe- now people are like, um, Chaffetz are like, you know, why don't we, a- why don't we question Chelsea Clinton about Benghazi? And I'm like, Chelsea Clinton had nothing to do with Benghazi. Chelsea Clinton wasn't in the white house ever. Except yeah. when she was a child. And yeah, Baron, we have a position you know, in the White House. Did he just implicate uh, Baron being at the meeting, or was it? What did he mean to say, John Baron? Is that what it was? That what uh-huh. he meant? Well, Baron <laughs> Miller. So yeah. <laughs> you know what pisses me off about this? And Caitlin, tell me if you agree or disagree. Is that didn't he have a hissy fit months ago about somebody mentioning Baron at all? And he basically yeah. said the kids. He said Baron is off limits. And now he can use his son for political sympathy. It's like Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. she kept claiming, "Oh, her kids are off limits," except when she uses them as props. It's like ISIS; yeah. they use human shields, and he does the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, what a weird way to go there is like, why? Why would his son-in-law, who is a, a, a multi-millionaire, it's not his son Baron is his son. Yeah, I know what Sorry I'm saying. Interrupt. No, what I'm saying is, you know, he's comparing his son-in-law, who's a multi-millionaire millionaire adult, who has all kinds of crazy, shady dealings, who was at this meeting with all these Russians that, you know, first mm-hmm. was only a couple people, then turned into like, you know, again, the number of people who were at the inauguration, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, so. Uh, it, it just it really do you th- uh, not to put eleven year olds down, but you know uh, I, I'm saying don't you think that that kind of diminishes the stature of uh, of a uh, boy wonder um, uh, Kushner? Boy wonder. Uh, I mean, it's like uh, this is your top boy advisor, wonder. your top fucking advisor, family member. Your son is a school tr- schoolboy. Yeah, I keep wondering. What I keep wondering is whether or not um, Trump's trying to get rid of Kushner so that he can have um, Ivanka. Uh, I'm sorry, I got a double buzzer for that. That's a. <laughs> well, remember he did. Ooh, he did say yeah. if Ivanka wasn't his daughter. He'd be dating her. Perhaps I would well, be. I, 
Caitlin, I don't know I if don't you listened to the so. Stephanie Miller show this morning. What 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 happened? What happened? Yeah, well, I, I heard. Chris Chris Lavoie was on for all three hours, and oh, at that's one point funny. he said, <laughs> he said there are rumors going around that Jared and Ivanka's children are actually gabies. Just passing that on. I'm not saying. I'm just saying somebody else said that. Well, well then. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, Caitlin, Chris, any, any final thought before we let you go? We got to get going to the break here. Uh, just that I think everybody's going to have to try and find a way to um, get through whatever whatever's left of this administration. Yeah. Well, more Mad Libs, possibly. More Mad Libs, mother. <laughs> so, well, there's yeah. plenty Mad Liberals out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. Well, Caitlin, Chris, thank you for joining us, uh, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kenny. All right. Have a good night. Bye, Caitlin. Bye, bye, Caitlin. Bye. bye. <laughs> yarp, yarp. Sharky yarp. saying. Sharky saying good night. He says it's break time. <laughs> Go to Brad. Yes. <laughs> Give me a milk bone. So, uh, <laughs> yes, that's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, w- thank you again, Caitlin, Chris, for being on with us. We're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break, get Sharky a milk bone, and I will. Uh, we'll come back and I'll start soliciting for Mad Libs uh, for the end of the show. But we have some uh, really good stuff from Jake Tapper and Al Franken on the Trump Russia thing and I'll save uh, the best for last uh, a little little baby koosh everybody uh, <laughs> we'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this turn up the night with Kenny Pick every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern all of us need to stop focusing on the lobbyists and the bloggers and the talking heads on radio and kennypick.com at banana oil light out everybody every sunday and monday at 10 30 p.m eastern indie media weekly presents the sci-fi double feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre the sci-fi double feature every sunday and monday at 10 30 p.m eastern right here on indie media weekly <laughs> and now on with the show I believe, yes, sir. Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer-to-computer contact. That is an easiest idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on the program, the one and only Joe Santorso, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. That break was just long enough for me to finish my bowl of Hezbollah. 
Oh, good, good. <laughs> now with more raisins. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, what happens with the, yeah, with two scoops of raisins and every bowl of Hezbollah? So, Hezbollah. There you go. Now with our famous hot gravy. Now with our famous hot gravy. There you go. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C., Hello. Hello. And of course, your bobber you know, every half. Every time I hear the oh, word yeah. Hezbollah, I think of Randy Rhodes and the Hezbollah lady. Oh. <laughs> Does anybody remember that? Uh, Hezbollah. Hezbollah. <laughs> Hezbollah. 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 Uh, 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 uh. All right. And of course, uh, bobber. Now that's going to be stuck in my head. <laughs> Bobber uh, in Washington, D.C. from Four Freedoms Blog as well. Welcome back to the program, sir. Thank you. All right. If anybody heard that, that's my pen. I'm getting ready for Mad Libs, everybody. Hang on. Hang on. I'll put out the clarion call here momentarily. Um, but, yeah, so uh, uh, I want to get to this audio because this is this is pretty fantastic stuff. Um, Al Franken, uh, Senator Al Franken, of course. Uh, the giant of the Senate, Al Franken, <laughs> um, was on with Jake Tapper right after Jake Tapper had that weird fucking conversation with the Mooch, with Scaramucci, <laughs> where he had an unnamed source. What? <laughs> and uh, that wasn't quite an unnamed source, uh, as you will uh, as will uh, will be revealed here. So uh, here here's part one. I wanna actually start with something that incoming uh, White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci just told me. Take a listen. Somebody said to me yesterday, uh, I won't tell you who, that if the Russians actually hacked this situation and spilled out those, uh, those emails, you would have never seen it. You would have never had any evidence of them, meaning that they're super confident in their deception skills and hacking. My point is, n- all of the information isn't on the table yet, but here's what I know about well, the wait, president. Wait, 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 Anthony, let, let Anthony, me finish. Anthony, let me finish. Well, you, you're right, making a lot of assertions here. You, I don't know who this anonymous person is that said that if the Russians had actually done it, we, we wouldn't have been able to detect it. But it is the unanimous. How about it was the president, Jay? Okay, it's the consensus of the intelligence he called community. Me, he called it's me a, from Air Force One. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about it was the president, uh, uh, Jake? It was the president. He called me to tell me he's the greatest. And you know how I know? Because he knows. Wow. <laughs> How about it was Fat Donnie? It was. Yeah. An unimpeachable source. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe he is impeachable. <laughs> he might be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, please feel free to, to discuss this. I, I mean, how, I have an anonymous source who told me this, but I'll tell you what. It wasn't anonymous. It was Donald Trump. Yeah, it was the president. The president, he had me come up on the stage. <laughs> and he talked to me while he was on Air Force One. I love the president. I have a cardboard cutout of him in my... I'm selling it to the Chinese, but it was beautiful. And it has a glory <laughs> hole, I heard. Oh, God. Oh. What? Uh, I, I, yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's allowing it. The judge is going to let it in. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see. All right. Now I'm not on the right. Uh, here part. we go. I'm. I'm, I'm drawing. I'm, I'm writing. Yeah. So. 
And uh, all right, so let's get to part two because Al Franken's uh, reaction to this is uh, is, is kind of awesome. Uh, so here, here you go. I thought, see, when he brought it up, I thought it was a disinterested intelligence expert. You know, brought that up to him. Yeah. But actually, but you asked a good question. But then I said, I don't know who this uh, this and person is, and he, and he said it was the president of the United States. Yeah. So here we have the unanimous consensus of both Obama administration and Trump administration intelligence community leaders, people that Trump appointed, Dan Coats, Mike Rogers, etc., um, Mike Pompeo at the CIA, and President Trump still doesn't believe it. Uh, that's uh, what can you say? It's just uh, bizarre. I mean, it's clear that, and we're seeing now that members of his campaign uh, met uh, with the Russians, uh, even though they would testify uh, before, oh, say, the Judiciary Committee a- answering a question from, oh, say, me. <laughs> Some talking about Jeff Sessions. Yeah, yeah. Saying yeah. that he had not met with Russians uh, during the campaign. Now it turns out, it sounds like, that uh, Kislyak at least uh, said they met in April, which is a meeting that, we, that he hasn't said that he had. Uh, in which they talked about um, subjects regarding the campaign and about Russia, about uh, sanctions and... Uh, yeah, so you're yeah. talking about a Washington Post report that quotes uh, former and current government officials saying that there are intercepts of Ambassador Kislyak talking with, presumably, the Kremlin or people back in Moscow yep. about his meetings with Sessions. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, it's so much goodness in there, especially, you know, the, where Frank is like, you know, he was asked questions by, oh, I don't know, me. <laughs> Turned <laughs> out that he wasn't being exactly truthful. I and, don't uh, even know what to say to all of this. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot to, to uh, get out of this uh, Al Franken appearance. I've got three more clips from it. It's 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 pretty golden. So, uh, uh, anybody want to chime in before I get to the next one? Go. All right. Do you know anything about the intercepts? I don't. I mean, uh, what I what I do know is what I read, which is that I guess uh, someone in Kislyak's position can sometimes uh, distort what he says when he's reporting back to, to say to build himself up. I I also saw in those reports that Kislyak isn't that type. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that since uh, Attorney General Sessions hasn't been terribly truthful regarding these things, that uh, it's more likely that uh, this was, that what Kislyak was saying was the case. Do you want Sessions to come back to the Senate Judiciary? Absolutely. That's oh, what yeah. he is, needs to is, do. Are the Republicans, do they agree with you? Uh, I th- I think uh, the chairman Gra- uh, Grassley does want him to come back. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's some uh, order involved in terms of. I thought we were going to get Donald Trump Jr. and uh, Banif- uh, Manafort in. Uh, Manafort. We're going to have them behind closed doors, and uh, I intend to be asking them questions. He almost said Banafort there. And by the way, uh, Bannon seems to be missing in action of late. Yeah. He's been awful quiet. There was an article about it today. It's it's uh, apparently he uh, he just hasn't been around. Well, he didn't like Scaramucci. He didn't want him at all. You didn't want to do the Fandango? <laughs> no, he didn't want no Fandango <laughs> in the White House. It is interesting that it was it was Spicer, Priebus, and Bannon 
mm-hmm. all three of them didn't want Scaramucci in there. Right. That's like the unholy trinity right there. Yeah. Nobody you, wanted Scaramucci. But when you think of it, they foresaw what was happening. Scaramucci's going through the White House now, purging. And, you know, he's yeah. like a little rat. He's like Polly Walnuts. <laughs> he's like Polly Walnuts. He's in there. Polly Walnuts, he's, that's the name. Yeah, he's in there. Uh, I thought Manafort was Polly Walnuts. Manafort could be Polly Walnuts. They could all be Polly Walnuts. They could all be Polly Walnuts. They're, all, fuck, have, they're all fucked in the head. So <laughs> Manafort's big pussy. Big pussy. <laughs> he better watch out. Trump's getting grabby again. So um <laughs> Trump has been off of his rocker today. Oh. You're we're not tweets, alone. I mean he's today? Well no no. I mean yeah, I know. When we go from the baseline okay. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah. He, Donald he, Trump Jr. said very like, Oh shit, like, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back it up. You guys I, go I, ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I accidentally started playing a clip, and I, oh. I, I, I bumped the button. Continue what, what you were saying. No, he's been tweeting in the morning and night lately. Has anybody yeah. noticed that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. He is spooked. He is spooked big time. I really am convinced of that, and I don't know why he brought in this Scaramucci. He. He just, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that young man at all. Well, Scaramucci is the one that, um, he's the one that's encouraging him to tweet. He he likes, this is, that's his thing. You know, so, the, you know, that's that's why they brought him aboard. Because he's going to tell Trump to be Trump. Which is if we need more Trump, right? I thought yeah. that was Kellyanne. I thought Kellyanne said that. They all say that. He's, he's, he's slowly getting around. His inner circle is getting just a bunch of cheerleaders. Took me a minute to find this for you, Rain, but... No, sir, I don't like it. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, well, let's get to uh, the next one, because uh, they they cover a a lot of ground in in these clips. So uh, here is uh, Al Franken with Jake Tapper, part four. And uh, this one, uh, oh, yeah, this this is the one I've been teasing for a while. Uh, you, You remember on Hannity's program... Uh, Don Jr. said, absolutely-ish, I'll testify-ish, under oath-ish. Donald Trump Jr. said very clearly to Sean Hannity that he was willing to testify um, under oath. Take a listen. You said in a tweet you would fully cooperate with any investigation. Of course. Completely. 100%. Turn over everything that they want and you feel you already have. I believe, yes, sir. Yeah, and what? you have nothing to hide. You want to be, and that means you'll testify under oath, all of that. All of it. Nothing to hide. You're willing to testify under oath, all of that, except we're being told now that they're going to testify behind closed doors and not under oath. Is that good enough? No, that's not good enough. They should be under oath. And uh, I, 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 I did not know it would be under, uh, not under oath. It should be under oath. I'll be talking to. Uh, that's, our under, that's our understanding. Okay, well, uh, that is the first I've heard of that. So um, you are may you be dis- right. I, I don't know. How bad does that suck that Al Franken is learning from Jake Tapper that it turns out that they might not be under oath? Well, either Jake Tapper has bad information or the senator is sadly... Yeah, there's some grand fuckery going on. There's a lot of fuckery going on. Yeah. 
That's the uh, Republicans talking to the press before they're talking to the people across the aisle, especially the people in the same committees. Exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, there was one thing in there that I we need to address though was uh, in that Hannity Don Trump Jr. interview. Uh, he said, "You will be willing to hand over all everything that you have." I believe, yes. Sir. Um. Uh, that, <laughs> yes. Uh, that was what? I be yes. Sir. <laughs> I be I be Hayesa I be Hayesa I be Hayesa Hezbollah what Hezbollah Hezbollah is is he saying Allahu Akbar I be Hayesa if you play that if, if they play you play that backwards is it a Beatles song Oh well you know what I can <laughs> yeah I can I can play, <laughs> it, play backwards. it backwards he tells he it, tells the truth <laughs> here I, I can play it backwards oh wait. What? Play it backwards, dummy. Oh, it doesn't want to play. It's only a second long, so it's it's being difficult. Um, uh, maybe if I loop it and play it backwards, let's see what happens. Uh, no, it does not like that. <laughs> Stop. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, we don't like Don Jr. either, so. Yeah, yeah. That's weird that I can't play that backwards. Uh, but yeah. I'd be yes, sir. I'd be uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Massa. Uh, yeah, it sounds like something from a David Lynch movie. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's the, the Black Lodge. <laughs> I be, yes, sir. Um, I'll it, make sure. Doesn't it just show how... I don't, know if, I don't know if they're just dumb or if they're that arrogant to think that the words that they say on a TV show are going to come back and be put back in their face. He went on Sean Hannity's program acting like nobody's going to follow up with the fact that he said, oh, I only, you know, this is everything. And and I'll give them anything they want. And now he won't go in front of the committee. He won't turn over more information. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, I. Yeah, it's, it's bonkers. It's the gang that couldn't shoot straight. But uh, they don't even know how to do a cover up. Uh, but reading it backwards phonetically, though, I can do that for everybody. It's a uh, uh, assy hobby. <laughs> oh, nice assy a- hobby. Assy hobby. Assy hobby. Assy hobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. assy hobby. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. So I, if I'm gonna have to make that a project for uh, next, uh, I, I might be able to do it on my other computer. We'll find out. I need to. Uh, um, I just wish it would play backwards because I do have a, a play backwards uh, function on this thing, and uh, I'll just try it one more time. No, nope, it's not going to do it. But uh, anyway, um, uh, let's go ahead and get to the last one with uh, Jake Tapper and Al Franken, and this one is um, it, it, he elaborates a little bit, you know, uh, more on you know being disappointed if the, the these jackals aren't uh, put under oath and uh, uh, you know talks about what kinds of questions he would like to ask and has a little laugh over uh, the mooch once again are you disappointed that it's at, at the very least we know that it's going to be behind closed doors are you are you very dis- are you disappointed that Grassley cut that deal uh, if if it's not under oath I am uh, yeah I, I think that they need to be under oath and they need to release all the documents I mean he didn't say he would uh, testify publicly, so but under oath he said so he, he should 
He should definitely do that. And should the transcripts I have a lot of released? questions for him. Should the transcripts be released? I think they should be. Can you give us an idea of some of the questions, or do you want to not have him know? Uh, I, I, uh, I would like to ask some questions that uh, had he had other meetings uh, mm. with Russians. Do you uh, know of any? No, but uh, it seems like if you ask, you're a really good questioner. Like you asked him who that authority was on <laughs> Russian uh, <laughs> hacking, uh, and it turned out to be President, who isn't actually very authoritative on all that. Well, he definitely has a, a, a take that is at odds with his own uh, intelligence community. Yeah, yeah. That is putting it very, very politely. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> but wow. Oh, yes, I, I am working diligently on making sure I can get the backwards version of uh, um, <laughs> I.B. Hayesa. So, uh, please, you, you, you guys uh, I did, keep talking. I did talking. love how, how Frank had said, you're really good at asking questions. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that one question, do you know, I mean, Tapper kind of just went in and and asked he asked that question knowing that that franken he he's got he's got access to to intel that he can't reveal yeah and i think at that point when when frank was like yeah you're really good at this subtext not going to answer your question cuz yeah. <laughs> classified <laughs> but tapper's great I, uh, so, yeah, uh, I think he, he's. Can he still trying to play things in reverse? Can we no, go forward and talk? Joe, any, 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 <laughs> any thoughts? Oh, I, I was just doing a Google search for uh, Hezbollah. Hezbollah. Uh, well, I posted uh, the Hezbollah. Okay, Hezbollah. Uh, so, go do a Google search. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, this is this is going well, don't you think? Yeah, we're <laughs> sure. so we're so far into the weeds now. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's uh, pretty. Bonkers. I feel like I opened a door I shouldn't have. <laughs> Welcome oh, no. inside. It's Bob. fine. I'm I'm still present with you here. I just need to send this to myself on Facebook. Actually, you know what? I'll send it to the to the big group chat, uh, so you guys can have it for all time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, let me see. Oh, wait, did I do that right? Um, I might have to change something here, but, uh, no, I think that'll work. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh all right, uh, here, let, let's play this real quick. Uh, we'll change topic because, uh, there was a conversation between two senators today. Uh, that would be, um, <laughs> Susan, Susan Collins, uh, of course, and, um, Jack Reed. And uh, it, the audio is not that great, so I'm just going to play this quick setup from the Hill. Uh, they had an audio report about 30 seconds long before we uh, do the actual audio. So listen to this. Senator Susan Collins of Maine was caught on a hot mic Tuesday expressing concern over President Trump's mental health and questioning his understanding of the budget process. In a conversation with Senator Jack Reed of Rhode Island, the Maine Republican said of the president's budget proposal that, quote, whenever there was a grant, they just X'd it out with no metric, no thinking about it, no nothing. I mean, it's just incredibly irresponsible. President Trump's budget proposal eliminated a slew of grants that provided welfare and social service support, such as the Community Development Block Grant. Reed responded to Collins by saying of Trump, quote, he's crazy. Collins can be heard quietly saying, quote, I'm worried. I'm worried. 
I'm so scared. Uh, yeah, so Susan Collins, Republican, uh, we know she's not a big fan um, of the idiot boy. Uh, and, and here she is with one of her Democratic uh, um, confidants uh, discussing how concerned they are. And uh, again, the audio is rough, but I think you'll get the basic gist from their entire discussion here. So here you go. This is crazy. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't say that no, lightly like. and as a kind of, you know, a goofy guy. Uh, oh. <laughs> you and, you know, the... Uh, this thing, he, you know, if we don't get a budget deal, I know. Like we're going to be paralyzed. DOD is going to be paralyzed. Everybody's going to be paralyzed. I know. And he hasn't said I, I don't even think he knows that there is a VC. Yeah, I really don't. He was down at the, the Ford Commissioning said, I want them to pass my budget. Okay, so we give you $54 billion, okay. and then we take it away across the board with, of course, chaos right. and competition. And he has a, not one word about the budget, not one word about the debt ceiling. Good point. So, you know, we got Mulvaney saying we're going to put in all sorts of stuff uh, like a border wall. And, oh, yeah. Uh, and then you got Munchen saying, oh, no. Munchen. <laughs> all right. That's right. Now, we're going to write it and you know, you're going to have crazy people in the house, but yes. no, no, no. She's the one who challenged me to do a duo. I know. Trust me. You know why I challenged you to do? Because you could beat the sh. Well, I don't mean to be unkind, but he's so unattractive. It's unbelievable. I saw the, you know. Did you see the picture of him in his pajamas next to this bunny? Oh, man. They went crazy there. Called Mnuchin Munchin. And then they Blake Farenthold. She was like, oh, my God. He's so unattractive. Did you see him in his pajamas next to that Playboy bunny or whatever? Um, so, I mean, again, the audio was rough to hear, but man, they just went, they just went to town. Uh, but yeah, so, um, but you know, it started off with, uh, Reed saying he's crazy. I'm not saying this to be a goofy guy, but no, I'm, I, I think he's crazy about Trump. And, and Collins agreed with him. And it's important to remember Reed is a Democrat. Collins is a Republican. Yeah. Maybe she'll switch I thought, parties. I thought this this hot mic moment was interesting, not just because of what was said, because what was said even before we got to the salacious bit. Mm-hmm. There are they, they cannot be the only two senators that think Trump is not in his right mind, and they cannot be the only two senators who are really worried about where this is going with the with the tax reform and the health care reform. There are. There are a lot of other people out there besides Collins. I I believe that in my heart. Maybe not yeah. as many as we want, but she cannot be alone. No. The and other thing I thought. S- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just say there's a lot of senators that are not going to vote for any form of health care bill they come up with. Yeah. I mean that's going nowhere. But the other thing I thought that was really interesting is that we just got a small insight to there are senators who get along regardless of what letter is after their name yeah and that was kind of refreshing about this whole thing these are two people who genuinely enjoyed each other and you know in the senate they might not be best of friends but they get along and i would like to see more of that 
Well, it's like Al Franken writes about that in his book, Al Franken, Giant of the Senate. Um, <laughs> you know, he he said, you know, uh, the uh, you know, he's like most. Uh, He's, he's like, I like Ted Cruz more than just about every Republican senator, and I hate Ted Cruz. You know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, he gets along with all, of, you know, every senator except Ted Cruz. You know, he's actually friends with Jeff Sessions. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, you're right. I, I think it is refreshing to know that, you know, Susan Collins it does, you know, will listen to Reed, uh, to Jack Reed, and, um, and actually concur with him on some points there. It's 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 it is refreshing. So um Trump is a little cray cray. Oh just saying. Just he's tu- he's touched. Um <laughs> well, okay, so Bobber, because you demanded it, here's the original. I yes All right, backwards. <laughs> See it's kinda assy hobby, isn't it? Assy hebe. So they all right. Yes that sounds like something from Twin Peaks. Well, yeah, it's it's the it's the Black Lodge, you know. Um, yeah, I actually have. Uh, uh, let me see if I can uh, find the. Uh, I did that for Turn Up the Night. Yeah, here I I did uh, uh, Turn Up the Night reverse speech. I memorized how to say Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick backwards, and uh, and this is what happened. Turn up the night with. Kenny, there you go. <laughs> I did that for, for Halloween. You just need to put that audio to the video of the little dancing man. And yeah, <laughs> I I talked about that guy a while back. Uh, I don't know if it was on this show or Mike Check Radio, but he's an asshole. He accused uh, David Lynch of uh, raping his daughter. What? That guy, the actor, I can't remember his name. Uh, but yeah, he had a Facebook post. It was a big story like a, a year ago. Um, he accused uh, David Lynch of raping his daughter and then writing Twin Peaks about it and then uh, threatening to kill her and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, the actor, the, the little guy, um, he, uh, he, he, it, yeah. I, I guess it must have been on, was it on this show, Joe? Or, or did I do that on, uh, do you remember that story? No, no, I don't. Okay, it was on Mike Check Radio. I then. don't either. Or it was a, or or maybe it was a show when you got oh maybe it was a show when Miles and Michelle and uh, maybe it was like when you guys were all off it was oh I think it was on the Fourth of July that's when it was. Okay. Yeah, because you, t- right, you that were- was earlier that was like this month not last yes. year. No, no, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I mean the story was like a year old, but I just learned about it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just found out about it, and that's. I'm assuming that's part of the why reason why he's not on the show now. Oh, okay. Just a, just a sinking feeling. Uh, mm. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So there we go. We had some fun reverse speak there. Uh, when we come back, we've got uh, the Koosh. Jared Kushner, everybody. Hi. Time, <laughs> time to hey, change. Everybody. Yeah. So time to change. Yeah, we're gonna have uh, the Koosh. The Koosh is loose. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, hit the break when we come back. That's it. Just Jared Kushner and then uh, some Mad Libs, which are almost completely filled out thanks to our wonderful chat room. Uh, so everybody hang tight. We're going to listen to Truth Destroyed, Truth Not Destroyed by Hairwolf. 
uh, and come back and have a little bit of fun. Leave you with a smile on your face on this fine Tuesday evening. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
I could kiss you in the mouth. Yeehaw! Sunday, 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 come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, All the Power Without the Tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Heber. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program, uh, everybody. Uh, and uh, as promised, uh, the Koosh is loose. Hey, everybody. It's me, hey, Jerry Kushner. <laughs> so what did you say, Rain? You said, how to how to ho. Howdy ho. Yeah. Howdy uh, ho. I'm the Kush. Uh, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Stanky. Sorry. Uh, so, all right. Uh, uh, so, I, I've been teasing this for a while. So, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get right to it. Um, I, I, I pitched up Jared Kushner. Everybody, he didn't need it, but it sounds even better when he's pitched up. Oh man, it's it's good. So, uh, this is his statement uh, uh, the other day about uh, you know uh, how he totally totally didn't collude when we just found out that they colluded oh god damn it yeah so uh i, I think i need another god damn it god damn it god damn it all right here you go pitched up kush my name is jared kushner i am senior advisor to president donald j trump when my father-in-law decided to run for president i served his campaign the best i could because i believe in him and his ability to improve the lives of all Americans. And now, serving the president and the people of the United States has been the honor and privilege of a lifetime. I am so grateful for the opportunity to work on important matters such as Middle East peace and reinvigorating America's innovative spirit. Every day, I come to work with enthusiasm and excitement for what can be. I have not sought the spotlight. First in business and now in public service, I have always focused on setting and achieving goals and have left it to others to work on media and public perception. Since the first questions were raised in March, 
I have been consistent in saying that I was eager to share any information I have with the investigating bodies, and I've done so today. The record and documents I have provi voluntarily provided will show that all of my actions were proper and occurred in the normal course of events of a very unique campaign. Let me be very clear. A very unique campaign. I did not collude with Russia, nor do I know of anyone else in the campaign who did so. Liar. I had no improper contacts. Mm. I have not relied on <clears throat> Russian funds for my businesses. And I have been fully transparent <clears throat> in providing all requested <clears throat> information. Donald Trump had a better message and ran a smarter campaign. <clears throat> and that is why he won. Suggesting otherwise ridicules those who voted for him. <clears throat> it is an honor to work with President Trump and his administration as we take <clears throat> on the challenges that he was elected to face. <laughs> Creating jobs for American people, <clears throat> keeping America safe, <clears throat> and eliminating barriers to achieving the American dream. <clears throat> Thank you very much, and I look forward to taking questions from the House Committee tomorrow. Thank you. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> Time to change. Oh God. Tim Tim Cormala in the chat said he sounds like Butters from South Park. He does. Oh yeah. Let's let's yeah, let's let's hear it. Think think butters, everybody. We'll play a little bit more and think butters. My name is Jared Kushner. I am senior advisor to President Donald J. Trump. When my father in law decided to run for president. Yeah, sounds like Butters. It's Butters Kushner. <laughs> uh, we gotta give uh, we're gonna give the Bobby Briggs amen to. Uh, uh, amen. Good, good one, uh, Tim. So actually, we should probably give him the 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 boom shakalaka for that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. Butters. Yeah, butter butters uh, Kushner. Boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, and boom 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 shakalaka goes right there. Right there. I love uh, that drop. Uh, uh, very good, uh, uh, Tim. Uh, yeah, he does sound like Butters. So, it, but it, it pitched up. He sounds like Butters. I don't have any regular Kush audio i don't think so let, let, let me see if i have uh um no i don't because he ne again i did not seek up the spotlight i just ran with the reality or you know help run a reality tv stars campaign oh i need can to he know if there are any pictures of jared kushner as a child um well i yeah are have you seen a picture of jared kushner i'm google well there you go <laughs> The dude can't shave. I'm telling you what. That dude's in his... Yeah, he, he never he, hit puberty. Uh, he, seriously. He doesn't have facial hair or pubic hair. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't, I I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I'll, I'll allow it once again. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, the, uh, I'm winning. <laughs> he does also have that, that too many teeth in his mouth for his mouth syndrome. Uh, they all go to the same they creepy dentist. Yeah, well, they all have small. All that family have small mouths. Even the Kushner wing. Yeah, they have tiny mouths and a lot of too many teeth. They're like horse teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he always uh, has that perpetual grin on. Oh you know? yeah, I think I think that that's the rich smarmy asshole grin. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And and when you don't pitch him up, he sounds like who was that? Who was that character? Merkel? Angela? Oh, 
No, 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 no. Who is that? Yeah. Merkel? Oh, well, yeah, from, from uh, Urkel. The, Urkel. 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 Angela, yeah. Angela Urkel. Angela Urkel. Angela Urkel. Merkel. I found a picture of Jared yeah. Kushner. Uh, if a you, kid. I'll tell you what. If you can find a picture of Jared Kushner with even a five, just a, a, a you know a ten o'clock shadow, I'll give you fi- fifteen bucks. Oh, that's not going to happen. If anybody no. can find, if you can, if somebody can find me a picture of Jared Kushner looking like he hasn't shaved for at least a week and a half, I will give you. I'll give you a twenty dollar reward. No Photoshop allowed. I don't. Even, I don't think he has pubic hair. Well, yeah, that's what Rain was saying. I don't think he saying. does either. I don't so, think that likes them. No. You know what? Hey, you know what? It, there's nothing wrong with not having that much pubic hair. He has dozens of pubic hairs, everybody. There's nothing wrong with it. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Those are actually his pubic <laughs> and he's, hairs. And he's, a, he's a never nude, too. <laughs> yeah, he's a never nude. <laughs> he's a never nude. <laughs> oh, there's. Uh, chill. Douche yeah. chill. There you go. A little too biased. <laughs> I, be I mean, we may never get a picture of Jared Kushner with a beard, but I think that it would not be out of the realm to say that Jared Kushner might be Ivanka's beard. Oh, see, now there you, you go. Or, or the ba- you got it backwards. You're saying, yeah, if if you're looking at a picture of him and Ivanka, oh. you're looking at a picture of him with a beard. Yes. I, see, I always there. get it backwards. Yes, I give it, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll allow I it. Thank you like, for, <laughs> thanks for the assist. That's my, I think that, he's like a Ken doll. Uh, it's oh, just no. all smooth. It's all smooth down there. anatomically correct. Oh. <laughs> I think if you pull his pants down, there's like nothing there. Just smooth. He's, he's a mannequin. Just smooth. Smooth he's a, he's, piece of plastic. He's just a mannequin <laughs> that they... they uh, Maybe he's like an animatronic that, you know, was an, an unfinished Abe Lincoln from the Hall of Presidents. So uh, <laughs> they, they, he fell out of the mold too soon. Uh, because Trumpster couldn't stand to have his daughter actually get married. Man. Be like uh, cheating on him. All right. All right. We got to we, we, we gotta get to Mad Libs, everybody. But yeah, so there was Jared Kushner. Let's, let's do, My name is Jared Kushner. Yes, it is. Oh, crap, it is so butters. <laughs> My name is Jared Kushner. That's my favorite new thing. I know he didn't need to be pitched up, but it's pretty awesome that he is pitched up now. So, oh God, uh, that is butters. <laughs> Tim Carmel for the this, win. Man. For the win. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and uh, um, I'm so sorry. You know what? I, I I don't think we've had a proper time to mourn the the loss of uh, Sean Spicer. Everybody. Ah. Uh. It's like it's like losing John Boehner all over again. Have we gotten the exit interview with him and Hannity for th- some Sean on Sean action? Uh, he did go on Hannity, didn't he? Was he? I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen any news about it, so apparently it wasn't that impressive. I don't know. So, or got buried with everything else. Okay, everybody, we we got Mad Libs to do. Let's go ahead and uh, to get to it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> oh God bless Mad Libs. All right, here we go. Um, our first one, uh, Bobber. We're gonna initiate you into Mad Libs because have you been on since we've been been doing Mad Libs? I have. 
I have done this, yes. Okay, good, good. Well, uh, first and foremost, you get a plural noun, my friend, because I missed one from our uh, our chatters. Balls. Balls. I'll allow it. <laughs> notice, I, notice I didn't say penises. Yes, you did not, uh, and thank goodness you didn't, because, you know... Don't say penis in this house! We have standards here, unlike the Trump administration. Uh... <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, 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 rain, a type of liquid. Um, urine. Urine. You're you're in trouble. (laughs) I am in trouble. I am also Uh, troubled. (laughs) Um, I don't uh, know why I said that. Joe, you get a verb? Lick. Hmm. This one's going to be nasty. Okay, so so far we have balls, urine, urine, and lick lick. from the hosts. That's true. Sounds like a Trump vacation in Russia. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, there we go. Okay. uh, And, uh, well, lucky you, Bobber. I need another type of liquid. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I guess I got male semen. Jizz. <laughs> oh, Jizz. Oh. Jizz. I'll allow it. That's just all. That's that's my shtick tonight. I'll allow it. <laughs> I love the shtick when you're like, I'll allow it, and every time you say that, Joe goes, he'll allow it. He'll He's allow it. Allow this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Uh. But, uh, okay, so rain. I need a verb from you, an action action word. Uh, an action you can't verb. use lick. There, I'm sure there's other ck. I'm sure there's other ck ending uh, words you could use though. Um, I can't use jizzing either. Um, <laughs> not gonna use jizzing. I'm gonna go with rolling. Well, roll would be we we don't need the ing. So, um, terrible at this stuff. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, It's really not. It makes me look dumber. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, uh, Joe, since you got a verb last time, you get a part of the body. Oh, Um, (laughs) femur. Okay, femur. Well, that was safe, Joe. All right, I'll allow it. So. He'll allow it. <laughs> he will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the first one. I love this. As soon as I saw it, I was like, uh, "Oh, really? It's 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 called look it up." Go do a Google search. Well, not quite. It's uh, about using a dictionary. Everybody, look it up. And this is from um, Mad 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 Libs. Everybody, did you say look it up or lick it up? Look. Uh, well, <laughs> lick the next up the dictionary. One, lick it up. <laughs> Lick it up, lick it up, oh, do it right now. Sorry, that's a Kiss song. Um, And by the way, Paul Stanley gives a very unconvincing, super heterosexual explanation of that song in concert every time. And um, it's just weird. (laughs) I'll explain that someday, but (laughs) not tonight. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, all right. So look it up, Bobber. I will not allow it. Um, yeah. So, all right, here we go. 
A Mad Lib, look at that, Francie gave Mad Lib for a noun. A Mad Lib dictionary is the essential reference aspirin for home, school, or flamingo. A dictionary not only defines bulldozers, but tells you how many, or, or how to spell words f uh, flightily and uh, how to pronounce them swimmingly. Dictionaries are available in local satchel stores, or if necessary, you can order one with an ice pick card over the internet. For the average oh. wine, a medium-sized dictionary is best. For researchers, an un unabridged helicopter, which has more than 200,000 200, boils, will be needed. For those who can't remember the meaning of any balls, a pocket-sized dictionary works boldly. <laughs> oh, you need a pocket. Uh, it's like mama's little baby loves pocket pool, pocket pool, balls, pocket size. Um, uh, these dictionaries are small enough to fit in a woman's fandango. <laughs> the pocket, oh, wow. it, the pocket of a man's whiteboard or a kid's back net. <laughs> I love it. All the kids are wearing back gnats these days. Don't you? I've mean, seen the kids in their back gnats and the women carrying their fandangos around. Um, and uh, Henry Wadsworth. Got a moosh, will you do the fandango? Henry Wadsworth. They had children. Oh. I'll allow it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the famous communications director, wrote. I'd ra I'd rather go without any food in my gherkin than go without a dictionary on my harp shelf. Well, there you go. Look it up. Look it up. I think the second the second one's probably going to get a little more bonkers. Uh, this one is called Coffee Houses. Everyone. Oh, you were asking about liquids. You say? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> L oh. Latte. Oh my. <laughs> I think we might have to queue oh, up yeah. the, the the latte drops. <laughs> oh, I'm already thinking about Is this the idiocracy type of uh, lattes, gentlemen lattes. <laughs> well, pa Pastor James David Manning. They were taking specimens of male semen and they were putting it in the blends of their their uh, latte latte. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Latte. Uh, <laughs> here we go. I think it's going to go down that road, everybody. It's just going to happen. Coffee houses are in. Gone are the local corner walnuts and neighborhood ice cream slippers. It doesn't matter if you live in a wasted city or in a hellish town. There's bound to be a coffee banana peel in your incestuous neighborhood. Coffee houses have become the place where unholy friends gather, sit, and chew on the cornhole. Remember? <laughs> I'm sorry. Chew the cornhole. Chew, chew the cornhole. Unlike chew the fat. Yes. Not sit, in my neighborhood. <laughs> sit and chew the cornhole, remembering the good old Cheetos as they sip their steaming cups of urine. Cop. <laughs> Coffee houses. That's good urine. <laughs> That's wonderful urine. What blend is this? Uh, <laughs> what is what is that stuff now that they they sell? Um, Santorum. Urine. 
No, no, no. I can't think of the name of it. It's not kimchi. It's uh, like a, you know what I'm talking yeah. about, Bob? Kombucha. Kombucha. Isn't urine kombucha? I, I, I don't know. Nope. So, okay, I think this is a local I, thing. I don't drink coffee. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so yeah, they, and they sip their, steam, their steaming cups of urine. Uh, coffee houses cater to the to uh, busy business barrels who use uh, who use them to lick mil to lick million cucumber deals. Oh, I bet they do. <laughs> Coffee houses are also the favorite spots for single men and sleds who long uh, who love to linger over their mugs of narrow jizz as they watch <laughs> the attractive enemas go by. Oh my god, this is disgusting. Hoping to catch his or her femur. Or maybe even roll a date. Most evening, coffee houses are filled by young lovers drinking out of each other's boogers as they oh. <laughs> oh. as they whisper as as they <laughs> as they whisper sweet cutout into each other's sex. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a, a coffee house uh, in part of town that I don't normally yeah. go to. Sure. That really does sound like the Starbucks in Idiocracy. Uh. <laughs> Latte! They were taking uh, specimens of male semen and they were putting it in the blends of their their uh, lattes. Latte. <laughs> mm. Woo! <laughs> I will not allow this. This this I'm gonna delete I'm you know what? I'm deleting this mad lib at the show. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. It, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, all right. Uh, upon further deliberation, it's good. Uh, so it's not. It's bad. He'll allow, he'll allow it. He'll allow it. Yeah. It's a. This is a bad, 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 bad Mad Lib. I gotta say. Um, is a bad, bad, bad man. Mad Lib. Uh, all right, uh, let's go ahead and, and wrap things up. That was that was a lot of fun, everybody. Thank you all so much to our wonderful chatters for uh, getting goofy with us here. Uh, you know, most shows they say, "Hey, don't get goofy on me." Don't get goofy on me. But we say, "Get goofy on us." So, uh, uh, all right, let's go ahead and uh, give some parting shots tonight. Uh, so, uh, Bobber, it was great to have you back on the program with us. Uh, what do you got on the way out of the show, sir? Um, I just want to make, sh- as as a former Boy Scout and as uh, you know, friends of people who are Boy Scouts, um, just be careful about dumping on the whole program as oh, a yeah. whole and, and the people in it, because um, there are a lot of good people that are, are trying to do the right thing and, and are justifiably upset. So you know, su- support the the Boy Scouts when they do the right thing and get them to change when they don't. Exactly. I, I'll give you an amen for that because you know I, uh, I've tried to be careful about this whole thing because you know it's it's like the police, you know, or or the military, you know. Sure, there might be some jagoffs out there that are trying to screw everything up for everybody, but um, the there are a lot of good, wholesome, decent people, and that's why so many parents were upset about what went down with uh, this gross little display of. Um, attention seeking and uh, the uh, what indecency, we'll say. 
So yeah, good good on you. I'll give you an amen uh, for that real quick. So there you go. Amen. 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 Um, uh, anything else, you, uh, uh, Bobber? Um, no, that's good. Okay, cool. Uh, Joe, what do you got, sir? Well, I. You, do you remember when you were a kid, like you would say, like my father could beat up your father, and stuff like that, or my oh, uncle yeah, could beat yeah. up your uncle? Yeah, sure. no, that crap. Well, tonight I'm reading in the Washington Post that uh, Sessions' chief of staff just called Trump's chief of staff Reins and told him that his guy has no intention of quitting. <laughs> and he wants to fight him? <laughs> I don't know. They're going to meet in the parking lot after work. Why would you have your chief of staff call the White House chief of staff and say, we're not quitting? No. Uh, you got to watch out for no. Sessions. He'll, he'll, he'll bite your ankle. Or he'll drop a cookie on you. Yeah. <laughs> a, big, a big oatmeal cookie. Hey, look up in that tree. tree. <laughs> he'll, he'll build you a little train car with square wheels. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, Hermie wants to be a dentist. So, uh, very good. But um, yeah, but and and we found out that Jared Kushner is a never nude. <laughs> he is a never nude. That is a, that is a. Uh, He's yeah. a never nude. Douche chill. Uh, he, he certainly is. I, I heard he actually blew himself when he went to tryouts for uh, the Blue Man Group. Yes. So. <laughs> I blew myself. I blew myself. Might want to get oh, himself a me. tape recorder. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, Jared Kushner. Yeah. So you, know, you know what you do? You, you buy yourself a tape recorder. You just record yourself for a whole day. I think you're going to be surprised at some of your phrasing. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, wow. Yes, yeah, so we finally have the Tobias Funke of the uh, Trump administration. Uh, yes. Good. Yes. They're going to get uh, him a banana stand. Yeah. <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> And There's he can get idea. he can get Chinese investors to burn it down. Uh, so That's right. <laughs> no, I meant there's always money in the always banana money. stand. So. It's in the wall. <laughs> uh, there uh, we go. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Rain, you get the final word on tonight's program. Um, tonight, it's a little bit of news that broke during the show. Uh, the White House, the the House of Representatives, overwhelmingly passed a bill to give Congress the power to block any effort by the White House to weaken sanctions on Russia. Oh, good. And and so we all know that this passed overwhelmingly in the Senate. The vote tonight was four hundred nineteen to three. So Trump probably will veto it, <laughs> but I think he's got a veto proof. I think it can be overrode. So I think yeah. this is a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, there are little tiny things, little tiny, you know, when you hear when you hear things like Susan Collins talking to Jack Reed about how Trump is kind of crazy. And then there's other stories that are coming out that we're hearing that they're not afraid of Trump anymore in the House, in the Senate. It, this is a drip. This is a drip. And it's going to take one person to just like it did with the Senate with the Senate how are yeah the Senate health care bill was it a couple of weeks ago or was it last week I can't keep track but one two three people came out 
and the bill was dead and then we had four five six or seven other senators saying yeah i'm not voting for it either we're getting close to a point where i think we're going to see i i really believe this and joe this is me being an optimist i really think that we're going to see them starting to turn on trump within the next few weeks that's I think me. I, I think you're right if he takes if he takes on uh, sessions i think if he fires sessions well that you know i'm glad you brought yeah. that up i didn't get a chance to talk about that and i'll make this really really quick if he fires sessions which i think because he is he is he's he's not in his right mind um he he may try to pick a guy who's going to go along with 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 trump at that point there's no way that's going to pass nobody no the senate's not going to they're not going to approve of his nominee if it's a nominee that says i will do whatever trump wants because the republicans in the senate they like sessions they like him they're not gonna they're not gonna be like oh okay yeah let's just go for this new guy trump wants on the other hand flip it around if trump does pick somebody who's middle of the road who will recuse himself who will do the right thing by the department of justice that means that person will continue to say Mueller must keep this investigation going trump is putting himself into a catch-22 situation in my opinion hello yeah yes no i i totally agree i'm sorry i was typing and uh oh, okay I heard, no i, I heard, just wasn't I sure what, what i said made sense <laughs> it, yeah uh yeah. well you Honest to God, uh, you know, I think this is the just the catch twenty two administration at this point. I, I mean, there's yeah, so he, many things that are are just not going well <laughs> for them at all. So it's all it's all Trump. It's all Trump's doing. Yeah. But for now, Congress and the Senate said we're going to block everything you do to weaken sanctions on Russia, and that's, that's a good thing for America. So that's yeah, my that's a very shot. good thing. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't have uh, really much anything else to add to that. I hope everybody had a great show tonight. Please check out all the other fine programs here on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, we will be back on Friday uh, in full force. Uh, I don't think anybody's taking any time off. Uh, P.S. Mueller will be back with us on Friday. And uh, Rain and Joe, you're both in on Friday, right? I we am. Are. Excellent. So, and Bobber, we'll get you back very soon on the program. It was a pleasure talking to you. Oh, we got to work out that uh, 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 that gear talk, the music uh, musician special we're going to do as a podcast with Lee and uh, Clinster. That'd be awesome. Yeah, musicians workshop in which we actually feature our music on it too. How about that? Because we can do that legally. Um, oh, I will say something right now too. Um, uh, the uh, ass cap is fucking with small um, uh, small guys like us, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, we're going through stream licensing right now. And stream licensing is in some kind of um, negotiations with ass cap right now to let us keep our license. But uh, hopefully there won't be anything drastic, and hopefully I won't have to buy a, a license for ass cap. But either way. I'm going to make sure that we can keep playing the music we need to, but I just want to let everybody know there might be a time where we have to, you know, a, a transition period where we might have to like cool off on playing ASCAP stuff, but I think it should be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll sort things out. We want to keep it legal here on Indie Media Weekly. But uh, again, uh, Rain, Bobber, Joe, great show. Thank you so much. 
Um, that's all we got. Nighty night. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! I believe yes, I say goodbye.